people of Earth, how are you? Better fasten up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, this total referee. You know what I mean? And I'm about to bring y'all some history. We got the best of both worlds, and I got the get fresh crew. Poop, poop. Hey, baby, wake up from your sleep. We have arrived onto the future, and the whole world is become. You do, cause it's for the Get Fresh crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks, now let Rome Town just say poop poop. Hey, how's it going everyone out there into the DC Universe? Welcome back to the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 343. Ah, yes, Eric, and it's the DC Infinite Universe, or the Universe Infinite Frontiers, right? Isn't that what we're heading towards? I, I don't know. We're done. I don't know either, and you'll see more Infinite and more Frontier. of that. Infinite Frontier. Infinite Frontier coming up. We'll see. Maybe a little sooner in some of these books that seem to go by. But hey, everybody, welcome. And with this a show here, we have a bunch of future state books. If this is your first time listening get ready we got the nonsense coming right eric the nonsense and also you can go over then to the twitter at weird science dc and follow us we'll follow you back you can go to our website weird science dc comics.com where you can see reviews for all these books and many many more and also go to our patreon patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you get a ton of other shows, including a weekly spotlight show that two books picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, beep, boop, boop. And this week they picked Future State Kara Zor L Superwoman number two and Future State Teen Titans number two. Was that the best books, Eric? Or was that what no, they were going with? No, they with? were not. No. Do you think they just wanted to get that Kara Zor-El out of the way? I didn't even think I, they, I they thought we'd I don't know what their yell. motivations are half the time anymore. Yeah, it's true. They're, they're a tough group to, to nail down, aren't they? They're, they're tough to figure out, Eric. But yeah, so we end up talking about that. It usually goes around an hour, that Patreon spotlight. So if you want all of the weird science action, as they say, you go over to the Patreon, sign up at whatever level and listen to all of those shows, Eric. But at this point, one of yes. the things that we like to do is to... Salute those badasses for picking Kara Sorrell, Superwoman, and Teen Titans. So here we go. This is the roll call, Eric. The roll call. I should probably have the names up, right? Here we go. I would hope Josh so. Murray from Not a Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Wajsik, Matt Razor, D Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Cisco. Matches Balone, Cisco, Eric, Niels Tewart, Cisco, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Come Boom Rocky over there on the YouTubes, Cellar Dweller. That's me, Eric. This is mold down here. I can't even see. Mark Jaeger, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben. Carlos, Loma Marv, T Funk, Luke Hollywood, more Simon, Luis, 
See, I got sexy again like last week. Manship, I haven't heard from this week. He may have been eaten by a cougar. Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Needham, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, who's still working on that email, I hear. Still working Good. on it. And Writing's hard. Double A Ron. And a shout out as we fade out to the ultimate deal, Reggie. Reggie. And yeah, we have oh, oh, oh. a bunch of books here and we're going to talk about them and, and a lot of them i didn't realize we had as many i thought we had four we have five eric that, that shot counting's hard also yeah. uh, when i'm starting i'm like boy some of these are the oversizes and I'm like, oh, that's not great but then also <laughs> yep. i started reading them on some of this is a bunch of bullshit right so i'm like oh that's even having some there's a spoiler oh no um but I figured that with tonight's podcast with this week, I'm not going to try to crack the code, Eric. It's like my great uncle Ferris told me once, if, if, men, if men were supposed to go to the moon, Eric, they would have. And so I'm going to go with him. Eric. He uncle was a Ferris conspiracy a theorist who also thought that bananas were the tool of the devil, I believe. But we're going to go through these that books here. Yeah, that's true, too. You didn't like the square hamburgers at all. That actually scared you. Uh, I don't know, witless. I don't even know if you had the wits before that, Eric. But we're going to go and we're going to talk, like I said, about these. I'm going to try to enjoy myself. We're going to let loose here, Eric. We're going to talk. Yeah, are you looking forward to these books coming back in March with all these creative teams? Of course hey, I am. You, you're looking forward to all of these creative I teams. I like DC Comics. Hard. Yeah, I, just, I think that what we're getting is more and more through this future state in the second month where we are finding out that these books do need an extra issue, some of those. But also, I see a lot of people down on these creators, and I'm not sure sure that it was the greatest ploy to get something like a future state that you know won't really have endings and stuff like that where some people are going to get mad like me uh but also as a introduction you get mad when there are well, endings. i'm saying add add in the fact that people are saying like oh i don't know if i'm going to get the titans academy now i don't know if i want the green lanterns now you're already starting to have people pick and choose before these books even come out because of some of these stories and i wish that it wasn't the case i wish that maybe we had like remember when we went to convergence that was totally devoid of anything that was going to go forward with creative teams but once they added that i think that some people are a little down uh, some people just haven't even been involved but Not we're gonna all. go because there's some news to be had eric so we're gonna go off right now to the news now it's time for jim and the news listening to jim is what i want to do he's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under Yes, Eric, and that's not the new one. There you go. And Eric's here good, too. Good. I thought that that was one and the same, but here you we are no with idea the news. What you're doing stuff. No, it's because I have too many files going on. But we have here. I need a, a Rolodex. We have the news here, and one of the main things that came out this week was kind of a reassurance, but also a idea that something is going to be delayed yet again. I want to give you a little soundbite, Eric. This is going to give you a little bit here. And the milestorm comes out. And the milestorm Ooh. comes out. One, Eric Shea. 
And episode what episode? 100. Episode one hundred. Now, everybody, look at the number episode we're on right now. And the idea of this is that episode one hundred. A drunk Eric Shea was wondering when the hell is Way this too drunk. milestone going to come out? He mixed it with the Wild Storm to make you know a pretty drunk. cool deal. I mean, again, that is the milestone, the milestone and the Wild Storm uh, come together. They came together. Well, not only they did, did that not. not happen, but you were complaining that the milestone revamp had not come out yet this isn't like i it was, was complaining about that not coming out also being its own separate thing because i wanted the milestone characters to be incorporated yeah, you want to be incorporated. with the rest of the dc universe but with the old whole deal of timing you were actually saying when is this thing going to come out it was already announced before that before our episode 100 it was announced it never came out and then it just went away then it would come back then it went away well recently it did come Story back of my strong life. and they ended up announcing it's going to be a digital first deal they even did already release a zero issue that was really good changing some of the things changing the big bang and stuff like that with the story but to make it more you know of the times now well now you the see the big bang of the times and well no it, it was more of the times of you'd have to read it but with that the big bang and yeah, the gang bang yeah the gang bang and Wait, this was more of the government and the police being more involved with Holy what happened. Shit. Yep, I'm telling you right from the headlines, Eric. But it's delayed again. Topical. It's delayed again. It was going to come out, and now again, it's not yeah. right now. So <laughs> we'll see what happens next time. It's to kind of come out. We have to freaking revamp it again for whatever's story. topical. Then DC reveals revised milestone relaunch plans. This is all we keep getting with it. There's a change of plans it's in DC's long simmering relaunch of the milestone heroes. With the Just first bring series, static back and put yeah. them on the Teen Titans Academy. Static Just do that. Delayed two months. In addition, the creative teams for Static and a second new milestone series are no longer confirmed, with revised details scheduled to be announced later this year. Now, to be you know honest and to be fair, one of the things that had held it up the last time was a lot of litigation. You ended up oh, yeah. having the, I believe, the widow. Of uh, Dwayne, Dwayne McDuffie, ex- oh, not yeah, ex-wife, but widow, wife. widow, having problems, which she wanted to be. But this is how I got it from Denny Cowan when he was talking about it. Was she wanted to be more involved than they wanted her to be? They kind of seemed like we'll give you your money that you're going to get, but we don't really. But she wanted to be more involved, and so they were fighting about that. It seemed that seemed to be worked out. You ended up having Denny Cowan come out with a big announcement: this stuff's going to happen. Don't worry about all the nonsense behind the scenes. It's all worked out. Well, now well, we even be- saw her writing on one of those books. Of one of the anthology issues we did a yes. couple months ago, too. And I think that was part of this deal. So we end up having this where you're having problems again with creative teams not the same and whatever. And it seems like to me, and this is just off the cuff, not knowing anything, but it really does show how Dwayne McDuffie was the glue of all of this. That without him, they're really struggling to figure out who's in charge what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and then it says instead of the delayed static title dc is digitally re-releasing the 2020 milestone returns number zero one shot that was previously only available for a few days as part of dc fandom hall of heroes and i ended up getting that when it was available and it's good i actually did a review on the patreon it's, it's very good and it sets things going it got me pumped hey, up now, now i have to wait I, but I'm like, all right, let's go. And now I'm just saying, I don't need the milestone to come out because even thinking about that idea, okay, everybody, the milestone universe is coming out. Dakota's coming back. And it's like, does anybody really care about hardware? Yeah, maybe the people like Icon and Rocket. How but for the most part, you? because you got a cartoon, static is where it's at. And oh, people it is. want to see static. I think people want everything. And it's, it's a good chance, though, because of the time that's gone 
to to reintroduce, even reinvent some of these characters for a time right now where, you know, you do need some of that going on. But the problem is if you can't get static out, you're in big trouble. And this keeps getting delayed. I mean, static is going to be, you know, the flagship deal. Boom. Static comes out, get people, and then maybe they can become hardware fans or icon fans in the meantime. And what usually happens was a chance. What was gonna happen <laughs> with this? Well, I mean, it, it all depends just if they write good stories. But static was just gonna be like the first to come out, and then they're gonna see yeah. how that goes. And each time I think it is kind of a you know, maybe a diminishing returns icon next blood syndicate, Eric, it'll go down the line. And, uh, but if I'm you, sitting here, I knew there was one, I could uh, not yeah, remember. It was blood something. Zombie. Uh, but if you're going to do right. this, like I said, you have to get static out there. Static should be out already. And, and like you said, you need static. So, don't delay static. If you're sitting there waiting like, well, we don't have hardware. Right. No, no, no. It doesn't matter if hardware comes out when static's at issue 30. <laughs> you know, get static. That's going to be the big or one. Or never and comes out at all. The thing, though, that I think maybe, maybe, Eric, that they're doing now possibly might be integrating it in a bit with the infinite frontiers and stuff like that because why delay it now i know they're saying there's problems but still i think maybe from this that we might get something a little more maybe in lines with what you want um but you end up the new infinite edition infinite edition eric it's called see infinite i said of milestone returns number zero will include 24 pages completely new material by reginald hudlin denny cowan nicholas draper ivy bill sinkowitz and more this added content includes a retelling of the events of the big bang the priest police brutality protest that unleashed a sudden wave of superpowers in the city of dakota reads dc's description of milestone returns infinite edition in edition number zero it seems as if if i remember because that was in the, the first one they kind of end up, you know, cracking skulls, the police, yeah, and yeah. then that ends up, you know, opening up this where you have both sides of the protest going and everybody ends up in the Big Bang. So that's big why. Bang. And you have to get that because you need to have the villains as well as the heroes, you know, kind of produce there. This four ninety nine director's cut also features content introducing the full new creative teams behind Static, Icon, and Rocket, and Hardware, the digital first series spawned by this new Big Bang. Now, that's the thing, too. The idea that it's going to be digital first, uh, you know, you can kind of give some things a shot. Hardware, Eric, uh, along with the reveal of their first issue number one covers. Milestone- it's funny the idea that you're saying, like, okay, it's digital first. You guys can give this a shot. I'm like, I know so many people that refuse to read digital. If it's not physical, it ain't for them. Well, there'll be a physical edition later. Then those, you know, those people uh, sitting there with their Sony Walkmans, right, Eric, listening to the podcast on uh, probably DAT. Milestone returns. DAT, Eric, Infinite Edition. They're like, when can I get me the phonographs of that weird science podcast? I got a problem in my pocket for you. That's our that's our intro song, Eric, on phonograph. Milestone Returns Infinite Edition number zero goes on sale digitally February 26th with a print edition planned for May 25th. You want to join me with that? I got a pocket in my pocket. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> the milestone <laughs> titles working Dad. under the branding of Earth. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. Why did I say Dan? <laughs> or no, they, hey, anybody got their A track of the weird science? What? You only got Foghat? Well, turn it up, dude. I don't know. I'm doing this crazy character. Are now scheduled to launch later this year. I'm making myself laugh. This year on what DC calls Milestone Mondays. 
Oh my God, that sounds like it could be a podcast title, like Milestone Mondays. Just like I started my Monday Memories post on Twitter. I'm bored. Here. The next deal is iconic <laughs> DC Batman Legends of the Dark Knight series returns right. in May. This is something exciting to you, right, Eric? Not to be confused with the Tom Taylor book? No, no, because they changed that. The problem is with that Dark Knight book of Tom Taylor's, they have changed that to be Batman Detective. Which pisses you off because we always do have a Dark Knight book, but well, that's hey. the thing is like even the Legends of Dark Knight, Batman the Dark Knight, even if you want to go the Dark Knight Returns, the idea of having a book called you know Batman the Dark Knight, it just seems like one of those iconic series that you want to have out. Like whenever you put out like a Superman book, you'll have like a Superman, an Action Comics, Adventures of Superman, Superman the Man of Steel, and even sometimes, just sometimes, Superman the Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, you know, I got a problem in my pocket for you. You got this here. And you said they don't want to have doubled up titles. They don't want to have things. I go to the shop and I'm like, hey, I want to get that Dark Knight. And then what it, they want to avoid is then you have the guy running the And then the, the store. guy gives me that <sighs> Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns no, for. And I'm like, I'm I don't want you, this. This is what happens. I go in. This is what they're they're trying to avoid me getting upset. I go in. I'm like, hey, hey, dude. Manship. Put, put down that Whopper. And can I get that Dark Knight book? Just imagine somebody eating a freaking gross-ass, sloppy yeah. Whopper walking through a comic book shop, touching everything. The, the problem is, is the Big Mac. It's you. It's imagine you. Is, actually, he's like, hey, dude, you can't bring the Whopper in here. And I'm like, seriously, Tanya, stay outside. Oh, my God, Eric, that's not nice. You end up, though, with the Whopper being Poor like Tanya. nasty because of that drippage of the oh, mayonnaise, yeah. right? It's still better than having a Big Mac. The Big Mac is the messiest damn sandwich. And plus, the messy ratio to, actual, for the comic book to shop. actually good eating is, is way off because the Whopper the Whopper's so much better than the Big Mac. The Big Mac stinks. I prefer the Big Mick. You end up, though, where they, I'm going to go in. Topical. I'm going to go in. Hey, it is now with the new one out. Hey, uh, hey there, comic shop owner. I, I want to get the new Dark Knight. Which one, asshole? Dude. And then I'm like, why am I here? Why am I here? I don't know. There's the exit, dude. This is what you get for talking to people. You go in, you browse around. That's mm. it. And if you can't find it, like after a half an hour of searching, then you have to talk to people. How about if they asked you three times already if you needed help and you said no? Because that means then I won't ask them later because now I feel like a <laughs> jerk. But with that. Uh, well, you didn't think you did. This Legends you of the overestimated D- what you can do. See, Eric, I was setting up Look. a joke, too. Uh, this Legends of the Dark Knight. Digital first series. <laughs> All right. It will be printed uh, eventually, but it's a digital first. You could have kept the name for the Tom Taylor one. But DC's iconic anthology title, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, returns in April, this time as a digital first title. We don't have a lot of faith in it, so it's a digital first. We'll see yeah. what happens, everybody. Well, we'll see if you have faith in it by the end because we'll listen. Honestly, that's all I hear when somebody says digital first. DC does not have faith in this. Yeah, because you're sitting there listening to the podcast reel to reel. Come on, get the reels right. You got it backwards is what you're yelling. Get with it. Uh, but yeah, you end up having a bunch of creators that we'll talk about a little later um, that eh, I'm not that confident with it myself. I might have gone digital first too. But Batman Legends Dark Knight is the second new high profile digital first title DC has announced this week along with the Justice League Murder Mystery Last Ride. And that's a Chipsidarsky, which I didn't know until I saw this. That it was a digital first weekly hey, digital chapters. While we did it, yeah, really, that's what they usually do. <laughs> weekly digital chapters of the new series. You don't even have to know if there's a murder or anything. It's just whatever it is. <laughs> while we did it, uh, what? It's something good at the end. Psh, 
while he didn't do it. Yeah, weekly digital chapters in the new series will begin Friday, April 2nd, and print versions will debut on Tuesday, May Now I 18th. just want to make my home version, like a homebrew version of Clue, the board game with DC yeah. characters, but no matter what at the end, it's, it's always, always Wally, Wally somewhere killing somebody, yeah, Mr. Body. With whatever. It's actually, you're just playing it just to see who gets killed with what. You know who the, the guy is. And they're like, all right. Uh, on the thing, it's it says, you know, DC, DC Comics Clue. every Clue. time I write a story with Wally. It would be hilarious. It's DC Comics Clue, and then just a big picture of Wally with arrows pointed to him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you open it up. Okay, let's. He's see. got a, he's got a lead pipe behind his back that's sticking out. Seriously, he's whistling. That's all, yeah, and that's all you do. It's where it's like, oh my god, let's roll to see how we set this up. Oh my god, Wally is in the library with a lead pipe. Okay, don't go in the library. Wally's anybody. in the sanctuary, breaking all of yeah, our hearts and breaking rules along the way. Also, then you end up seeing that Tom King's playing the same game the problem is he has no clue eric so he never even opened it oh my weekly digital chapters are going to be there and like i said it'll be about a month and a half before we then get the print ones new series kicks off with a six-part weekly three-issue monthly tale you know what that means written and illustrated by derek robertson of the boys, Eric, with colors right. by, he was the artist, I think, of the boys, but uh, by, by colors by Diego Rodriguez and letters by Simon Ballin. I'm, I'm actually glad when I read this, it made me smile because I am now, it, it actually tells me that the boys ended up being able to do something after they left Heavy D, Eric. That, that was Come what on. I really? wanted to, Heavy Come D, on. Eric. But you're working on that all week. No, just today. Uh, also, Heavy D, alive or dead? Do you think he's alive or dead? Well, he's he- he's pretty heavy, so I want to say he's dead. You are right, Eric. He died. He died uh, in 2011 of a pulmonary embolism, which, you know, when you're known as the <laughs> overweight lover, Wally did that it. might happen. <laughs> yes. Also, just with that, Eric, do you think Cool Modi, alive or dead? Cool Modi's alive. Cool Modi is alive. Big Daddy Kane, alive or dead? Big Daddy Kane, God. I want to say Big Daddy Kane's dead, but I also think he's alive. I don't have good sound effects. He is alive. Big Daddy Kane. And the last one here that I have. Tupac Shakur, Eric. Yes, he's alive. Damn right. <laughs> I know. He's alive. <laughs> ah, but here we go. Yeah, future installments will be written by uh, such writers as Stephanie Phillips of Harley Quinn. Becky Cloon and Wonder Woman, Brandon Thomas, Future State Aquaman, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, Batman Urban Legends, Brandon Easton, Mr. Miracle, The Source of Freedom, Che Grayson, DC's Doom, and the Dam. Yeah. And newcomer Yodoye Travis from Anime in America. And it will have such artists, including Cian Torme, not Mel Torme, Eric from Background, Giannis Milo Giannis. What about his son, Tracy Torme, who helped create sliders? Not that either. Giannis Milo Giannis, the Greek freak from Future State Gotham. Carl Mostert from Deceased Unkillables. Max Dunbar, Judge Dredd. DK Ruan Shang-Chi. Balin Ortega, Guardians of the Galaxy. And Nina Vakueva from King and Black, Return of the Valkyries. So a lot of names that aren't really, you know upper echelon but maybe they'll make a name for themselves with it's that a digital Eric, right? first title what are well, you doing? i'm saying what that's you... what i think is going on i mean is it a digital first title because they have these people or these people are on because it's a digital first is Bring it the chicken or the, egg? the freaking triple a well you end up making a legends of the dark knight as a big name to have it come out like this may you know skew some people but maybe it'll be good but it seems like each creative team is going to be on for a bit there but eric that, that is cool. 
what we call the news. And we're going to go off right now for our Monday morning pump-up song. We can't forget that. We're all going to get pumped up for the work week. And then we'll get on to the books. And like how he kills people. And he's in nightmares. He chases you and tries to kill you. Sun. Sun. Moon. Moon. Blue. Blue. You're supposed to rhyme. (laughs) Sun. Sun. Moon. Moon. Blue. Sun. Blue. Red. Red. Having a best friend forever. What are you afraid of? A lion. Did you take the bus to school or did you pack your lunch? Packed my lunch. It's a shame about Mitch Hedberg, right? Yeah. Shout out Fresh Coop Woop Woop. Shout out to Attic Animal. And Swallow Doubter. Happy 150th episode. Happy New Year's 2000 episode. Weird Science. Weird Science. DC Comics Podcast. Weird Science. DC Comics Books. Congratulations, Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Congratulations, DJ Kelly. Broadcast. Now you know half the battle. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part. Yes, here we are with Jim and Eric's reviews. I should have put the Eric rings the bell because these first two books are mine. And that would have made me laugh. It would have made me laugh. But again, if you want to read written reviews of these books, we're going to be talking about right on here. You can go over to the Weird Science. Come on back now. You hear? Come on back. You end up going over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com where we have the written reviews that people are down with that. I know all those with them photographs out there, Eric. They're down with the written word. It is a dead thing, but still, they like the old school. They don't like the digital, Sarah. But we're going to start off here with, you know, the Batman book. We always start off with the Batman book, usually, and that's what we're going to do that's right now. That's because there's Future always State. a Batman book. Oh, there is. Future State Dark Detective number three. And I said earlier, the idea where people are looking at some of these books to give you a little, you know, heads up of what's going to be going on in March. Mariko Tamaki is going to be doing Detective Comics. So people are there checking this out. And I'll tell you, we're three of four in, 
And I still don't have a bead on if I'm going to enjoy the Detective Comics because it's just it's a story that had some fun last issue, but then kind of dialed it back a little this issue. And there's not enough for me to grab onto to really say, okay, she gets it. She's going to do this, whatever. I mean, it just ends up being Batman going Jim, around the thing narrating. That we were having himself. fun with the last issue was you know, Batman's Batman. roommate Noah. He's Noah's the breakout star of this whole thing, and in my mind, you just don't get enough Noah here, and you just get Bruce Wayne doing detective stuff, which wasn't the best part of last issue when he's screaming at aliens, and you have you know Bruce Wayne as Jeff freaking going around and just still like you know, all right, no, I'm going to help you, crazy ass, we're going to do some stuff, but later on, I got to do Batman things, so let's make this quick, buddy. And it's funny with that whole deal with the conspiracy theory. You end up having Noah, like, we can't drink the water. Now, later, we're going to get to Robin Eternal and the idea that they're going to, like, hey, where can we dump this crazy-ass Lazarus resin? Take it to the river. I'm like, I'm not drinking the water either. Where's the water source? Let's go. So with that, though, by the end, when we get to it, it's a cool, like, deal where there's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, really. Bruce Wayne realizes, oh, my God, Noah's right. They are watching us, but... Like Rockwell saying, they're always watching us, Eric. And also a Bruce Wayne who should be smarter and know that, yes, this magistrate has. I mean, we see rocket ships going downtown. I mean, this whole thing. Is I, I just don't push. expect you to think that the magistrate, while you are trying to avoid them, though, you would assume right away they have invisible micro cameras inside my home watching me right now. I don't know that I would say that I wouldn't know that with how you walk by a gym. They can identify you by your look and then come right after you. I think that I'd start thinking that there's a little more than meets the eye like a transformer, Eric. And that's what I'm saying. We've had setup of just such a high tech. We were actually thrown back by saying, when when is this? This is too high tech. This is Blade Runner shit going on. And yet when you end up being able to be, you know, pointed out from a gym, I think that then there's some things going on that the magistrate has obviously gotten into things a little more. I Again, just, facial recognition doesn't go with invisible micro yeah, cameras inside your home watching you 24 Do you think that that gym has set that up? I mean, they have, but how the magistrate's tied into everything. So that the idea of them tied into the cable and the TV and being able to see, I don't think that's much of a jump. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And he's, he's oh, oh, my God, what's going on? They're seeing us through devices that we're buying and think I just think that it's it's a jump there that it ends up not being as fun as it was when you had Noah there. Now I realize like Batman should kind of realize that there's a little more going on here, even as he went to a, a place that he wanted to have, which pretty much was supposed to have like no Internet, nothing like that to be able to see. But we are jumping into this. Like I said, it's Future State, Dark Detective number three, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Dan Moore, Jordi Belair, and Dita Bidikar. And they have uh, Backup, which is the Grifter story, written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Carmine DG DeMonico, Antonio Fabella, and Anne World Design. Mariko Tamaki continues her slow burn Bruce Wayne Batman story. And while I like seeing the next Batman come face to face with the old Batman, I wanted more of that. Instead, we get a kind of mystery to investigate and the world's greatest detective realizing the magistrate is watching everyone. The grifter backup didn't save the day as much as I'd hope because it makes Luke Fox a piece of shit. I mean, it really ended up on a big downer for me, showing us that, you know, there's Luke Fox almost being, you know, not as bad as Jason Todd. Look, but Luke is just doing what he has to to keep his mother happy at this point. It seems. But the idea of him pretending to need to get out of the city 
And then it's tied into some of the things just didn't work out for him. But you start off with Carl Bennington, a Plexitech CEO, terrible golfer, ended up with this thing where he has charitable golf deal. He ends up being murdered. Now, we have one more issue left. That's the mystery of it, the CEOs. Now, you said that that's the setup so that when we get back to the books, we'll end up seeing these things happening. They did mention well, that a lot of we even brought this. this up in the last issue, the idea that you had these big companies that became a big thing after the Joker War, which a magistrate are gobbling up and using the different security, like the different technology through these different companies to really, you know, enhance their grasp over Gotham City. And it seems with Carl Bennington, even Wayne Enterprises, and it seems to be this whole idea that we're going to go around and cover our tracks by taking out the CEOs of the companies that we are using our own things for so it doesn't get out about what we are using. Now, and it's weird to me because just the idea of it, you're covering your tracks by killing pretty high-profile people, but you're able to cover that up because you're the magistrate. But you should be able to just cover everything up because you're the magistrate, at least in Gotham. If this happens to be the idea that they're starting to get prying eyes all around the world or stuff like that, but they're pretty much locking down Gotham that I don't know why you'd have to actually you know, kill this Bennington who's probably making money too, anyway. Because- with the weird idea that we have of this issue of Dark Detective, like we, you and I have been saying this whole time, the idea that Peacekeeper 1 shot Bruce Wayne at the same time the whole thing was, Bruce Wayne is dead and Batman is dead. Like the idea, oh my God, they went after Bruce Wayne because they knew he was Batman. They could say this whole thing the entire time. But after this issue, because of how Bruce Wayne is tied in the Wayne Enterprises and what they're doing with the rest of the CU, I'm actually not sure if the magistrate knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman at this point. Yeah, and with that too... The idea that this Carl Bennington, if you came to me and just out of the, hey, Carl Bennington gets killed in this issue. I don't know Carl Bennington. I know that now he's the Plexi Tech CEO, all these things going on. And the thing about this is we're reading this. That's the mystery of what's going on. But I don't care about the mystery because we're going to have to wait, as you've said, a bunch of to get it set up when we get back to the books, possibly to see how these things go. We might find out that Bennington after the Joker War, won it in, but then we'll eventually see that he wants out and he's going to expose things. But we don't get it here. And I think it's setting up the, and I, I even said, it's setting up not to go forward, but to go back. But that doesn't make a great story now. And maybe I'll go next year and say, but man, the way that they set up that Carl Bennington, I really understand what happened now in the Dark Detective. But you're playing, you know, the devil's hand here because I don't know or care about that. We said we kind of like Noah. We were having fun with that. The idea of Bruce Wayne trying to avoid the magistrate. There's conspiracy theories and all going on. But this other thing that Bruce keeps thinking like, oh, man, that's that. And then you, you have to keep wondering, like, are they going to kill Lucius? Like, that would be a cool setup if we got these things quick to then see if they're going to go after Lucius now, who well, seemingly is running We don't things. even know what's going on because this is 2027. We don't know what's going on with Lucius Fox in 2027. 2025, he's, you know, being fine and, like, you know, running Wayne Enterprise, stuff like that, while Tanya, his wife, is going around saying, I want masks well, to be shot on psychics or dirty vigilante pieces of shit. At this point, it seems like when we get to the grifter backup and Luke Fox is trying to get out of Gotham, he is going home to be with the rest of his family who are outside of Gotham. We don't know where the freaking dam broke with that relationship. Well, again, yeah. So there's a whole big but gap of information But he still can here. be the, the CEO of Wayne Enterprises out of Gotham. But that's the thing. This is what I want to know. And I don't know when we're going to find this out. I mean, you find out that Lucius ends up flipping out that the magistrate is doing something wrong. He ends up realizing that where he said, you know, the magistrate doing the magistrate things. I'm just supplying the stuff where he then cuts them off. 
and then has to be spirited out of Gotham because he is going to be killed. Now this ups the ante again, but we're not getting that. We're just seeing the CEOs that are connected. We get the mention of after the Joker where this happened. And I think all of this is to set up when we go back to the regular books that we'll see the setup of it and who these people. But as it hits here, it's just kind of out of nowhere. You just kind of get in like, okay, well, there's the mystery, but I really don't care because all I know about this Carl Bennington, he cheats at golf and he supplied the magistrate with armor. So in my mind, he's kind of a piece of shit. I don't care really if he got killed. I, I can't assume anything, but yeah, it's, and, um, it's just the lead. Like you, you don't really have to focus on Carl Bennington. No, but it's I'm just saying a way to get the to lead, a, the overall though, story. The, we only have one more issue left. I don't think we're going to end the story. I think that we're going to go where they're setting up the beginning of the story when we go back and then maybe finish it some other time. We only have one issue left and we don't even have all of the CEOs mentioned or anything. So I don't know how that's going to go and get finished. So I'm not going to go with the lead that was never set up and I don't think we'll end. We'll see if it does. But, yeah, one issue, and she is not progressing the story much in any of these issues that I can think that she's going to continue. And all of a sudden, you know, everything is going to come together with this. But I just think, like I said, I think they're playing this weird retroactive deal to just set up when we go back. Okay, we're going back to right after the Joker War. We'll see these things come together to see how the magistrate came to be. That doesn't make this better, though. And I just want to see, you know, more Noah. Because he's crazy and fun. But you end up having Bruce then. He's going out and about. And I still don't know why. I mean, he's kind of flirting with disaster like Molly Hatchet, Eric. He's going out as Batman. You really don't have to go out as a branded Batman if you are Bruce. But he's doing it. He goes out. Like, again, the thing is, I think it actually is safer for him with the idea that maybe they don't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. If he is Batman, because I think it serves like the idea that there'd be a bigger deal for the magistrate to kill Bruce Wayne since they've already tried. And you see, if he's out and about, that is worse for them if, than if a Batman is out and about. Because we already still have a Batman out and about with the well, next I'm Batman. I'm saying, and I had the problem with the next Batman. Because the idea that they really are going with this no, you know, no mess, no mess. Now there's two Batman running around. Anybody who sees them, and who knows, there might be seven other copycats, but these would be priority number one of they got to be killed. They, we got to get rid of them. They are the, no mask in Gotham. That starts with Batman. If you still have Batman running around, this just ends up showing that you don't have the tighter grip that you think you do. And I said they should be coming down hard and heavy on the next Batman. They kind of aren't. They're just kind of sending out people to go. And Bruce just seems to be able to just go around. And, yeah, he'll run into some drones and things like that. But we had that play where I thought that Peacekeeper 1 was going to be Damien, where there is something with this that they're kind of letting him go, it seems. Because you do see some drones seeing them, and they're not coming down with it, but we'll see. And the big thing is the worry that they'll come to Noah's house, and Noah will just be caught in the crossfire. We don't want that because we like him. But he runs into the next Batman. Says that he wishes he had the the high-tech suit. Next, Batman says, who the hell are you? Batman doesn't say anything. I just wish this was playing out better for the idea because, like like we said at the beginning of this review for the entire Dark Detective series, this is 2027. Bruce Wayne was supposedly shot in 2025 because everybody in that timeline of the Bat family whose books we're still dealing with and we'll deal with it further on in this episode, but... 
everybody thinks that Bruce Wayne is dead. What has he done for these two years? Like, where did he go? How did he hide out? And right now we have the bat, the next Batman who's operated in Gotham for at least two years as the Batman. So when you have Bruce Wayne meet with Jace Fox here and this whole idea of like, here's this two Batman meeting and they really don't have anything to say to each other. And Bruce, like he may not, he might not know that it's Jace Fox or Tim Fox. I don't think Jace knows that that's Bruce. And, he definitely doesn't no. because not even anybody in the Bath family seems to know that no. Bruce is alive. So, he thinks so it's this just idea is like, dupe. just go home. This is like Jace is actually putting on the Batman persona. Like, this is my job. You go home. Don't come back out in this Batman thing. I'll take care of this. You know, the Batman persona for Gotham. You don't have to do this. And Bruce is really reserved. Like, it's kind of a kick in the pants to see somebody wearing my armor like this. But whatever. I'm going to let him do it because I have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, I actually wish that you had like a little inkling that maybe Jace could figure this out. Like one of those like, hey. Uh, whatever you're busy doing, it's not safe. I don't talk like that. Like something funny that then Jace is like, I, when he walks away, but then they just meet for, I, it just seems to be for no reason though. It just seems because they would meet eventually and here it is, but then they just walk away. Once, you know, Jace says, don't come out tomorrow night, you'll get hurt. Batman's like, all right, stay home, go where I'm going to go off. Hey, you got my equipment, all that, and just goes off. I think it was supposed to give you the idea since you have Batman working a lot of things to give you that, you know, real idea. Oh, my God, Bruce is the one who's really working low tech because we even said that the next Batman, Jace, was working more low tech, though he has some equipment, but not a lot. And now we get, you know, oh, my God, Batman is he, I mean, he, he spray painted the bat symbol on his arm, right? <laughs> That's pretty low tech. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, to go off then. And, he must have had a stencil. And the thing, yeah, really. The thing about it, though, is... Just imagine if you, being you as you are, tried to spray paint a bat symbol on a t-shirt or a freaking hockey pads or something like that. How cockeyed that thing so would be. Bad. The thing that I like, it's almost like when you end up getting the Jokers or Joker himself spray painting his deal over stuff. It kind of has that look to <laughs> me. Yeah, it has that look to me. And and when they're doing that, if you look behind them on the wall, there's the Joker saying, ha ha. So you even have that kind of funny little deal there. And I love the art. I think the art is incredible in this. But again, I think it's like, remember, Batman's working low, like low brow. He, he's working low rent here. But he still has some things because he had that nano drone net that he's just like, yeah, luckily I grabbed this and, and that kind of. such a weird idea. He sprung, he sprung, sprung, strung a net against two buildings to try to catch invisible micro drones that are flying around. And the whole idea is like, I'm going to do go back and do what my family always used to do, fly fish. I'm like, that's not yeah. how you fly fish, Yeah, Batman. really. It's called a net. What the hell are you doing with a fly fish? Who just imagines Bruce Wayne out there going fly fish and just throwing <laughs> no, nets in the freaking rivers? Nets and grenades. Concussive fishing. Yeah, there's. Well, we, we have to collect more of these micro drones so Batman could hack the network to try to find out where they are. And the thing about this is, it's kind of cool to me. It almost harkens back to the Dark Knight movie where he had that technology, the sonar that hacked into everybody's cell phones mm-hmm. so he could see what's going on with the broad like pulse that it was given out. When you he hacks into the network, he is able to see that they have these micro surveillance drones yeah, everywhere. everywhere watching everything going on. Where pretty much he has a network of cameras throughout Gotham City that are watching everyone. It really reminded me of that. Yeah, and you have that where he goes. Now, I think it goes a little too far, though, at points, because then he ends up making goggles that he can tap in and all these things that. You know, no, no, no. The, the, thing is, the, the funniest part about the goggles is he made these techno freaking futuristic goggles off of Noah's swim goggles. Yeah, swim That's goggles, what the basis but of still. Like, you are a smart, smart man, man Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah. Look at yes, you. Inventive, you MacGyver and motherfucker. So you, you. you have that. Well, in the meantime, Noah's freaking out anyway, and he's put a 
you know, a, a device on the roof that's supposed to block out all the alien deals. And the funny thing <laughs> He's about just it is, an asshole. I'm telling you, it's just a foghorn. No, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I like the idea <laughs> though off the that Mariko Tamaki actually does reference something that you kind of mentioned, where you have you know his daughter hannah cummins like there are aliens in this world dad you know they're few and far yeah. between but they're not really watching you they're they have, not interested they in have, you daddy they have other things to do and he's like i don't want to hear it i don't care whatever but she ends up telling bruce like what are you doing what are you doing jeff don't play you know, Kate, my why father, are you jeff. doing this stuff you know he doesn't need to be going and she even goes with the idea i don't want him on the roof he's gonna fall off he's gonna die I think I don't need my crazy father having crazy friends that let him do his crazy shit. Stop yeah, doing this so shit. You end up having that. And he's like, well, was helping. and then he even says, I was going to go up and tear it down. You know, whatever. I just wanted him to. I think. already did She's it. Like, you lazy piece it. of shit. Yeah, and he says, you call me lazy. You don't know anything about me. I think she does. And you end up having her go off. And, and Bruce has these goggles and he can see where all these trackers, all these drums and all this stuff. But he also notices that they're following her. He follows her as well. She works for the magistrate. She said, I have a bunch of jobs. You know, my man has eight jobs is what she said, Eric. And she oh. works for the magistrate. And I do think that whatever is going on, she is able to, in my mind, this is my guess, is she's diverting some of these drones and things because we see a lot around and in the, the building, Noah's house and Bruce Steele. So They're I think, all yeah, so I think that she is. Either, like you said, you actually said, maybe she's just the one watching, just keeping an eye on her dad. Yeah, that's the thing the is, I really think she is so worried about her crazy father. That's why she's always there when things are going down, like people are filming the house for YouTube or something like that, or the crazy freaking foghorn on the roof to make sure radio signals can't hear them, whatever, whatever crazy ideas. She has diverted some of these micro and, you know, invisible drones just to, watch, to watch her crazy father. And, that would and that's be the it. Good, but also, that's the good ploy to, to get Bruce paranoid, but she would know who exactly. he is now. Now we have made Bruce Wayne as paranoid as his crazy roommate and, Noah and just because is. Hannah is worried about a crazy Again, father. Again, though, when you get to the end and Bruce is going insane, and even if we get when we get to the next <laughs> issue and he's like, oh, no, I can just imagine it's like there, there's Noah. And Noah's like, I thought I was crazy. He's, it's so he's funny with those goggles, out. too. I, I really wish that we could have a thing where he is going so crazy that we start out the next issue where Bruce is, you know, getting into a street fight with Noah for him to put the glasses on. They live style no, I, yeah. to show him what's really going now, on around him. with that. I actually on my roundup podcast deal that I did, I mentioned they live, but you end up where you have this going on. Now you could play the deal where now Noah find some Bruce stuff and now they're going to slice each other up and then you have Just to have imagine. Hannah come swooping in. Cyber's body. He goes yeah. downstairs and there's oh, a half saying, a cyber he body in his basement. He loses his mind. You're definitely going to need Hannah to come and say both the rest and say whoa, whoa, whoa. The dad, that, that's Batman. Dad's Batman. That's Batman. <laughs> but or it's one of those where and He's, also, Bruce Wayne, look at him. I know he's supposedly been dead for two years, but it's Bruce Wayne. He's not even wearing right. disguise. I Why like is nobody idea. picking up on this? I'm like, it would be like me going to Franco Colombo back in the day and going, hey, lazy. <laughs> like, lazy? Look at me. I'm in the gym all day. And because uh, Bruce is, he's well put together. Lazy. Uh, he goes, well, like, you call me lazy. But I think that the idea could also be that the magistrate is going around these things. There is the thing, like you said, there's too many right there for nothing to be going on with the magistrate and them. So I do think it might be her just watching. And with that, 
you kind of end up with a jokey ending to all that, and you really make Bruce look like a dupe. But it'd be funny. We chuckle. All of a sudden, Bruce is just the future of Bruce Wayne. He's just a babbling idiot who thinks everybody's well, after him. That's the thing man. is, I, I actually prefer the jokey, funny idea to go into the next one where it's all like, you know, in his mind, it's actually Hannah being a good daughter instead of the magistrate playing a long game of chess well, where they've known that Bruce Wayne's wife this whole time. I thought that maybe she is working at the magistrate and she's diverting those, you know, she's there with those drones and whatever is filming that house, she is taking and scrubbing, wiping out so it doesn't go through. Uh, that's not as fun as Bruce Wayne losing his mind and she's watching her dad and knowing that she could just pretty much you know, be, I don't know, the, the idea if she came out, you you could even play the idea if she came out and says, whoa, 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 Bruce Wayne, well, that makes the Peacekeeper 1 look really bad because he is announced and he keeps telling people, everybody, hey, Bruce Wayne's dead and now he isn't and Batman and all that. So I think that there might be a little bit, but we only have one more issue with that. And again, we're talking all about this. We had to just go right past the CEO getting killed, Bennington, because we don't really have a lot of that. I think that's more to set up when we go back to see how it developed, but I wish we had like more I said, of that. that. He's not the important part. It's about the overall yeah, but I'm plan saying, of the magistrate so what's that the we're o- getting to. But you don't even know the overall plan. With the security and the armor. We went from, you know, with the CEO of Wayne Enterprise and the idea that they're taking technology that wasn't supposed to be released and they've acquired all of that and they're acquiring other technology from these different companies that they apparently raised up after Joker War to help them accumulate their power. So why would they kill a CEO? I That's what I'm saying. Out. I don't think we will. We don't have enough time for us to have a whole thing of explaining because – Well, that's that's I, what you know. Batman's working well, on right I now. Think, I think that he's more on the side now. He's just concerned about the, the tech of looking into everything and if he's caught. I mean the, the whole idea of this – I think there were what, three companies – there was Wayne, yeah. this guy, and another guy. No, I'm saying that, no though, I think there was another. It wasn't, I don't think Wayne Enterprise won him because okay, he said so it was like you know three companies that were like you know nothing before the Joker War, and then and it blew up after that. And I that. don't think we had anything. And we saw the guy last issue. We had this guy this issue, and I think we'll have one so more. So that's in what the I'm next. saying. One more guy getting killed, and then going through an issue of the daughter. And I don't think we have enough time to actually solve a deal. And and with that, like I said, just because CEOs of companies that were named are getting killed by the magistrate, it doesn't even make sense to me. I don't know what the mystery would be, only because everything seems to be going pretty well with the magistrate. We don't know what this Bennington's doing behind the scenes. We never saw him. We don't know what the other guy did. There's nothing of, we're pulling this out, we're getting out of God, like, we got to stop it now. And like I said, the magistrate seems like they could shut down anything anyway, even without, you know, killing somebody in these higher ups. I just don't get the mystery of, Oh my God, these companies that were named randomly that were risen up by the magistrate and made all their money, it seems, from because even Bruce said at the one point, these guys were nothing and then ended up being big because coming out of the Joker War and funding the magistrate, I just don't get the idea of them being killed off and what the real mystery is actually. You know, it's not a murder mystery because we see the magistrates doing it. I just wonder yeah, why. Yeah, we saw that though, but nobody else no, knows I know. that except for Bruce Wayne. But again, Wayne. like, what does that matter then? You know what I'm saying? That the idea is Bruce trying to figure well, out. Well, if you have the idea that it can get out there that the magistrate, who is the peacekeeping force of Gotham City, is going around just murdering people, I think their power is going to okay, be a little bit waned that, after that. you say that, but what I'm saying is we only have 20 pages left of this story, and she has gone in this story, we basically progressed of Bruce got a couple of nano things and, and knows that everybody's watching. She hasn't really progressed to actually go and get everything solved at the end, also showing... 
the next CEO being killed, then finding out why they did it, and then going, it's, it just seems too much to, to finish up in one issue where she hasn't really done much with that whole mystery overall. And I don't think that's many people are even concerned with it because it hasn't been set up. So hopefully I'm wrong and she can, you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat because she has not really progressed much at all since we've had three issues. But overall, I, I like the art in this. I just think that I want a little more, you know, Bruce. I like Bruce, you know, being crazy. But again, I don't really know what he's trying to figure out overall and what it could lead to. And because we we saw all the other books, the idea that Bruce is supposedly dead doesn't help, you know, the mystery or you end up where you have an open-ended thing where Bruce ends up handing some info to the next Batman. And maybe that's why we saw them cross paths. And he hands him a, you know, a little zip drive and says, you take care of that. And maybe we'll find out more in it's some other book. It's just a big book. gap in years in what we're doing. Because I really would have used the Dark Detective story to talk about what's been going on with Batman instead of just, or Bruce Wayne, actually, instead of just throwing us into this idea. It's two years after the magistrate tried to have me killed. And now I'm doing Dark Detective stuff to bring them down from the, like, you know, from the, the dark. They, nobody knows him alive. You know, like secret agent Bruce Wayne almost. But I'm like explain to me Bruce Wayne doing Bruce Wayne stuff like this. Like what happened with all that? The magistrate taking over, like give me an origins, a re origin story for the dark detective aspect of this. Instead of just throwing me face first into this story. Yeah. And even it's, it's weird. Like you end up Bruce going to the magistrate. It's like still six drones following Hannah. doesn't equate to the sound of an encroaching alien presence. I'm like, all right, we'll see what's going on. But I think that what we're going to find out is a lot of these things have all been just set up. As we get more and more of these future state continuation books announced, I think that we're going to get a Justice League one that will be announced. I wouldn't be shocked if we get a Dark Detective one announced, and then we'll have to wait, and then we can continue the stories because a lot of these are just ending, you know, with kind of the two issuance. This has one more, but they're ending with a lot of loose ends and things like that. So we'll see. Uh, But the next story is the Grifter one. And pretty quickly, the idea where Grifter's trying to help get Luke Fox. And I'm saying the first page where you see Luke, I know that a couple of years have gone, but boy, he looks real old there. But you end up six years. I mean, seriously, look at him. And uh, he ends up where Grifter took Luke to Huntress. You have all this going on. Queen of clubs. Try to get out. I wish there was more of a pronounced deal of why Luke is getting out of the city to get to his family. At one point, it really was played in that first issue, I thought, was the idea he was actually trying to get away from his dad. You know, the idea, well, I can't let my dad know I'm going to go. I thought the magistrate in general, but by the end of this, as we go through our adventure, wind back up with the Black Mass Syndicate as Huntress tries to get us out of town with, you know, Cole Cash, the grifter. Luke Fox is trying to save his own ass from getting locked up because so he's going to turn like, you know, go undercover, get Grifter in this whole thing because, you know, Grifter is somebody he knew from his family before when he used to bodyguard his father to go underground and try to give them hell in a way because he's a piece of crap now that's going to screw everybody else over Grifter style to get, you know, scot free in the end and be allowed to leave Gotham City instead of getting locked up. Yeah, and it threw me off because I like Luke Fox. I don't think he'd ever do this. And with the idea that this is Helena Wayne and, the, you know, the connections that. No, he, no, it's Helena Bertinelli. Uh, Helena Bertinelli. I mean, not Helena Wayne, Helena Bertinelli, but he would have had connections with her. He'd at least know. And I'm surprised that she even acts like. They don't even know each other at one point. But 
the the idea of this. That's the thing is, from what we've dealt with, we don't really have a big connection with Helena Bertinelli and the Bat family, let alone Bat Wing, yeah, because you, he gave up doing that. I know, that. but yeah, I'm saying from before, you ended up where he was even in the you know detective comics. He was the detective squad deal, and I thought yeah. that he would have learned a little more, and she would have been aware of who he is. But even without that, the idea of this is, again, like when we had it at first, he ended up saying to Grifter, I got to get out of the city. Well, why don't you do your Batwing thing? And he's like, "Ah, I don't want my dad to know that I'm Batwing. I just assume that if he ended up going and trying to escape as Batwing and got caught, then you would end up where his dad would find out. That's even worse for you. Just the thing is, look, I'm going to put on my Batwing costume with my jetpack and my flying abilities. Not going to wear a mask. I'm not breaking the law, Magistrate. Not doing it. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) there's Lucius looking at his computer. Oh, God. But yeah, it's almost like also like he can't be Batwing to get out because that means he'd have to actually go up to the front door as Batwing and knock. Daddy, I'm home. And the whole deal. But it threw me off and it threw me off because he's a piece of crap he ends up selling out about this though is that you know cole cash is trying to get him out of town thinking almost an idea of like redemption for himself for like you know letting down the fox family before so it's like hey you know make sure you you know when you get home and see your father say hi to him for me let him know that i did do this almost as a redemption kind of tale for this whole thing not knowing that luke is going to betray him this whole time but I want to know what got, what drove the foxes out of Gotham. Like, did T- Tanya go so whole hogging that it bit them all in the ass and they had to freaking back up? You know, like, okay, I'm, we're out of Wayne Enterprise. We're out of Gotham. We have to go into hiding ourselves because we stepped in it way too freaking much now. I would say that the mom is dead. Tanya is dead, Eric, because the idea of him saying to Grifter, I don't want my dad to know that I'm a superhero with a mask. I think that he would have said more as mom because she's really in there against it. So I think maybe something might have happened where the you know Tanya ended up being killed and then they or got out Tanya of there. Peacekeeper thirteen, maybe <laughs> it might be. I don't know because the idea that's where why he, she already knows. He just mentioned, and that's the weird thing about it is like it, well, Lucius would be the one who you might go to and say, "By the way, Dad, I used to be Batwing. I'm sorry." Well, whatever. That's the thing is with. With the way things were turning out in the next Batman, whenever we went to the Fox family stuff, it always did seem like, you know, the Fox family might be on the verge of a divorce, separating the family as it was, because Lucius and Tanya did not see eye to eye on the subject very well. So maybe Lucius left while Tanya said, this is my utopia. I'm staying in New Gotham with my magistrate family. Maybe it's just that, but also... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll predict that she gets killed at the end of the next Batman, the next issue, because it's weird that she would be the one that would be really against her son being a mask. Well, that's and the thing is we're talking about Batman, but we have Jace, the next Batman, as her son as well. I know. So I, I don't, I don't think that she knows, mind. though. I don't think she'll ever no. find out. Uh, we may. She may, but I don't think she will now the way this is played out. Uh, but the whole idea of a Luke a little bit later, I think, may, or maybe it's like she already found out that my brother Jace is the next Batman. I mean, I would end up breaking her heart real bad. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's just Tiff became a Robin. It was damn crazy. Right. No. I'd like that that girl again. But you end up where again, it just that would be so cool though to have a next Batman where Tiffany figures out her brother Jace the is Robin. almost like it'd be awesome. And the thing is, she pulls a Tim Drake, but within her own family, and actually becomes a Robin. And that whole she thing for House March is but more. And she's he- smart. Heavy tech Robin. Yeah, yeah she's smart. And uh, maybe, again, be cool. some of these books, I think, are going to continue the way they are ending. And I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't well, mind we know the, the next Jace Batman. one's continuing on for at least the origin story. Yeah, that's the, the origin. First. I'm saying I want to go like 
further in the future. Yeah, but state once that's feel. done, like you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, maybe. Especially if you're going to have a Gotham Future State series featuring Red Hood from this backup. I'm like, if you could have that, you could do whatever the no, hell I you know. want. And I think that we will. But Shiloh we'll Norman. See. Yeah, really. I mean, that's again, that's an origin story. I, I don't really need some of these. Where if you give me a Tiffany as Batgirl or Robin with the next Batman, I'm in. I'd like that. Uh, but here, Cam Fox wakes up, becomes a villain. Yeah, yeah, really. Oh, that'd be good too. They throw her in a Lazarus pit, Eric, and and it's it's because it's this piece of crap, Luke Fox. I the I, vegetable. I hate Luke Fox. <laughs> the apple. That's not a vegetable. That's a fruit. Same thing. I end up where I I ended up being upset when once I saw that Luke was a piece of crap. I'm like, ah, oh, really? Like I was enjoying this so much, and I was enjoying it because of. You know, Grifter, who still continues to be pretty cool. Well, even, it takes us one bad Even danger. when you have Grifter being taken in by the worst burned victim I've ever seen. I don't even know how this guy. No, who still- the hell? I'm telling you, is this Peacekeeper? It oh, seems- I think it was Peacekeeper 8 in this after the explosion. I'm telling you, I was so thrown off the idea when we were going to, you know, Grifters are like, look, we're screwed. I just screwed over Huntress so bad after we still have some kind of bad blood because apparently Grifter screwed her over before. But now I've completely ruined her life. I got to create this giant distraction, blow up this gigantic thing and stop the peacekeepers while I allow her to get away. She gets away and it just seems like the one peacekeeper. I'm like, what? what is he this peacekeeper? Because it's a, it looks like one of the burns from the Rebirth Green Arrow series right in the beginning right there. I'm like, this is how is he okay with this? Like, what has happened tw- at this point in time that the peacekeepers are able not to scream when their entire body has fifth I don't, degree I burns? I don't know. It is. I, it is there a fifth degree? Said, yes, seventh degree. I, I'm telling you, this isn't two face. Their skin is having six degrees oh, really? of separation from their body. It's all face, Eric. It's all body. It's all burned. It's disgusting. But yet, it's just like, all right, scumbag, come with me. I'm like, it, really? It's so funny to me, though, that you know, Grifter did a double screw over job because he was going to get screwed over. So now he is going to go to the magistrate prison or Blackgate, whatever they're doing in 2027. And so is Luke Fox because the whole idea, the only way that Luke was going to get out is if he handed them hell out of Bertinelli, Huntress, and now she's gotten away. So now you have Grifter here who's going to jail with Luke. And I'm like, it's, it sucks for Luke's Fox to be a dickhead at the end of this whole thing, but I do love that Grifter sacrificed himself, which is not Grifter thing to do, just to fuck somebody Man. over now. Yeah, I actually think Luke goes free. I don't think he's even yelling, you're going to go to jail a long time. I think that it would be revealed if we go later. He's just with Jason Todd, too. He's working and he's a dupe. And, you know, he didn't need to get out. And this was all the ploy to get in there and full Grifter was smiling it up. And I, I think that it's funny, like you said, where somebody's trying to grift grifter and it ain't going to happen. And, and because even at the end, it's like, you know, he's young. They were going to let me go in exchange for her. What the fuck were you thinking, Cole? I let you walk. We were free. And this is how you were paying me. You're going to Blackie for a long yeah, damn time. I'm sitting there reading this. I'm like, and he's going to have a cellmate. Luke. Not, but the thing is, they're not really going after Luke. And like, everybody's yelling about getting more boats and things. I don't well, that's know. That's the thing. It's like, they were letting me go in exchange for her. So it's like, you know, it's obviously was this was the plan to let him go and stay a free man. But he screwed. got screwed over. But again i'm gonna say just the idea that he was gonna go but the going included the magistrate just going down on them i think that he's not in trouble he just doesn't get to leave i mean yeah really because of the idea he was he still had to get in that sub or boat to go off while the magistrate was already there they were just gonna go okay you get to go free or whatever 
uh, I don't know that he is going to. It just doesn't seem like anybody's going after him or grabbing him. But he could have gotten out. Maybe this would have been his way that they were going to allow it. I don't know why he, you know, what he owes them and whatnot. But you end up with Grifter. It's like, I don't care about going to jail. I'll be out quick. He's like Rocket Raccoon. He's, he's broken out of jail. He's just going to go. And I think it's more of the idea. Helena got away because she ended up getting away, gave the money. Keep doing and, good, yeah, Helena. she's going to get away. So he's fine with that because he knows he's a piece of crap. He just learned that Luke was right with him. And it threw me off. But overall, if that would have been a good ending and we had something, I would have been higher. Uh, and so my score is a 7 out of 10. I really like the art in The Dark Detective. I like some of the things that we're getting. I'm just wondering when we're going to tie up all these things to just get going and, and learn some more information so that I can, you know, understand this whole deal with this dark detective. When I just think a lot of these in the long run, we're going to look back and say they were just set up for more stories because they were aware that maybe they would continue on or whatnot. But as a two part deal or a three part thing and going in the fourth, I'm worried. And, and I'm worried about the, the fourth issue, not being able to tie the stuff up. So uh, we'll see, but what would you give it? I'd give it a 7 out of 10 as well. I think the Dark Detective wasn't as fun as last issue, which is, you know, I, I always want to have that kind of fun with that new character, like, knowing stuff like that. And the Grifter story, which I was really looking forward to getting back to, wasn't as fun as the last time. And like you said, the idea of Luke being a piece of crap in exchange for all this other stuff, I'm like, do I want to sacrifice Luke here at this point in time for this story? Like, it feels weird. I'm just like, I'll, I'm okay with Grifter. If Grifter was going to screw everybody over, fine. But Luke right now, for how we know him, it's just a weird turn that we'd had no setup for, but like, no, you know, that's here the you problem. Go. 2027 yeah. hit Luke hard. And you know, it's funny. It's one of those where you always like to see the pieces of crap show their heart of gold, like a grifter, Guy Gardner, oh, yeah, Damien. Like but you don't want to see the good guy show that he's a piece of shit. And that's like Jason. It breaks Even your heart. Jason Todd, where you're just like, okay, well, it's Jason. They're going with that. But Luke, I just thought, ah, oh, that, that's a shame. Because I really do like Luke. If you don't care about Luke. Break your mama's heart. Yeah, really. If you don't care about or he's joined up with the mama. Uh, we didn't even know that whole deal that he's working right with her to bring down the masks, Eric. The mask problems. But we're going to go to the next issue of two-part. You know, there's backup in this as well. Future State Justice League number two, written by Joshua Williamson. With art by Robson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, Ramiel Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. In the main Justice League story. And then the backup. With the JLD, written by Ram V, art by Marcelo Takara Masolo Mayalo. JLY. Yeah, probably. The JL, what the hell? Again, though, if we end up finding out later that it's going to continue, does that make this better? Because we don't know it at this point. And I just sat there like, really? Like, you're going to do that? At least, and I'll tell you right now, people gave the Justice League part the josh williamson uh, liked it a lot more than i did and they're giving him the benefit hey it's on one of the few ones that has a happy ending all right that's fine but we talked about why you'd have a dark ending and dark future anyway to go back and avert it but it's fine but the idea where i saw some people say well you have to give him a break he only has two issues please he knew he had two issues i'm not giving anybody a break because they couldn't use a lot of the space that they had or use it better because i think that he did his usual thing he ends up forcing a lot of things without explanation just to have it go to get to an ending that to me didn't even make sense to what was set up but we'll see do you like stories with proper setup and conclusions there do you well both of these stories have a bit of each but not enough to make either of them a good story in the just league story joshua williamson is back to making things just happen to push his narrative but in the end 
He negates what he just showed to force what the story was clearly meant to end on, a Justice League that knows each other is a better Justice League. Then in, in the JLD backup, we get a Doctor Strange Infinity War ending where Khalid goes off with Merlin because that's the only future where your, our characters win. Uh, and that's the thing. Maybe we'll continue on with that. That's the thing is, he even didn't he say in that though? I've seen all these futures, and this isn't the way that we no, win I this think time. He said like this is the way. He's like saying the what you're doing isn't going to. It's almost like the idea in the, the, the deceased. John's like, I'll go and I'll attack. You know, try gun. No, no, no. I saw that you'll die. We'll go. But then ended up doing it anyway. It didn't make sense. I think that this is the one where. He says, no, 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 we can't do that. We just have to do what I have to do. And you guys go off. We'll try to win it in the end. And remember that things get set up that can change. I think what he's saying mainly is that this is a possible future, everyone. And you can go back and avert this. And maybe that's how we'll play. But it just it ended up just falling with a thud. I mean, the ending of it. But we start with the Joshua Williamson deal where you see the hyper clan has taken over the personas of the Justice League. They're going around saving the day. They, everybody loves They're them. They're making the people love Everybody them. loves them. Now, this is where I'm already going to start with getting upset about a lack of setup. I actually would have wished that we saw any bit of an inkling of what the Earth, what all the people think of the Justice League, this new Justice League. We were given, again, a mystery at the beginning of the first issue of somebody ended up being a mole, dupe, whatever, and ended up selling out the Justice League, which brought down the first Justice League to make the rules up for this one. Why couldn't we just have gone with that where they want to solve that mystery? But that got left behind. But we never. Oh, no, no. The thing is, that's not a mystery to anybody else. It's a mystery to us. Well, they seem to know who I'm it was. Saying, We're though, just left in the dark about who it is. Without us not knowing, it just ends up being something that I want to know. But we never found out what Earth what the people think of this new justice league and the th- like that might even have been billy batson or something I like that know, maybe, at some I, point going on I, in who this knows thing. but with that we're not, i don't think we'll ever find out because that was just like josh williamson does throws things out there like the idea of i don't really know how i'm going to incorporate the idea that the hyper clan has been mind wiped and they think they're regular earthlings so i'm going to end up just throwing out there that the justice league fought them a bunch of times and well, then the last deal, i actually didn't mind that didn't at all like because it. this is in the future so they could have had a lot of adventures and stuff like that after the initial you know just the one time the hyper clan showed up in the late 90s the only reason he does it is so that he can have them sent to a fire pit so that Andy can yell fire, that means fire white lantern, white lantern, or white Martian. Well, that and they had that, and they had the Martian like writing there. Yeah, I don't even think they actually recognize that much of the Martian writing. Even that, oh my God, what's that writing? They say it's not writing; it's a blueprint. They even say it's not writing, and they, it's a blueprint, making you think that they were working on that plan to get that big yeah. ball. But yet, when they do that big ball, everybody else is in the hyper clan doesn't even know what it is. So I guess that was, you know, doing your little blueprints on your own there. And and just the idea, though, that was just to set up so they're in a hell dimension with fire. So then Andy can yell, oh, my God, fire, that means well, white that's, Martians. That's the weirdest part about this whole thing, because the Justice League, apparently, whatever the Hyper Clan did the last time they're out and about, the Justice League deemed it really necessary. It's like, all right, we ain't screwing around with you Hyper Clan no more. We are locking you up and, and in the, like a planet in the multiverse which is a fire planet because you fuckers are afraid of fire. We are going to torture you for the rest of your lives. I'm like, 
well, that's some hardcore shit, Aquaman. And this is what Annie's remembered as a little girl. And this is one of the conversation I'm telling you, this is something I'm okay with because this is a conversation. If you overheard as a child, your parents getting this dark, like this idea, like the hyperclaim, we're going to lock you up with your friend. So Annie does recall this. And I can believe the idea that she does remember this conversation from when she was a child. But the idea that the Just League would go that far and lock the hyperclaim up on a fire planet inside somewhere in the multiverse. And then our, our heroes are left there as well. But, I don't know why the white Martians stayed there because they are still white Martians. It's just inside. It's another universe. They could have flown away and found someplace else because it's not like they like, you know, Martian Manor. He can go in space. These are white Martians. They can fly through space just like any other Martian and stuff like that. I don't know why they decided, well, I guess we're going to be tortured here this whole time on this terrible, terrible yeah. fire planet. Well, and, and I'll even say Andy starts talking. She never heard them say anything about a fire planet. She heard that they had taken down the hyper clan and sent them away. And boy, that punishment was harsh. And she says, I never heard what it was, but it must be this hyper clan. White Mar- it just is too much of a stretch because Joshua Williamson has no idea how to set these things up and actually get a progression that isn't just people coming up with stuff. This is like Iris in the Flash book where she knew more about Flash up points because she remembered a book. That she got out of the library one time. And so all of this is just nonsense to me. Also, the idea, I wish the setup here was that we knew what the Justice League was looked at by the rest of the people on Earth. Maybe they thought they were too cold. Maybe they thought they weren't doing enough, you know, being nice. This was a Justice League that stays away and doesn't really help get, you know, cats out of trees or something like that. But they don't go out together. And in this, you even see Flash and Yara or on like Conan, you know, they're on the yeah. talk shows. And I wish this would have been kind of that side deal. That's kind of a funny thing where while they're duping everyone, they're actually know each other and they're going out to be this really love justice league. So when the justice league comes back, they're like, Holy crap. I mean, they, they ended up loving them, not because of anything except that we, they were hanging together or whatnot, but you just have that as an aside, but they end up where they're also stealing these scientists and the big thing is okay we're going to change and we're going to rebuild the justice you know the hall of justice into a new hall of justice and then use martian technology combined with that to end up making everybody in the world devolve into primitive beings and then we'll be all happy and we'll be able to rule over them and then the hyper clan's like what like, why do we have to do that? We're having a good time. Yeah, they already like us. What's yeah. going on, and, man? And like, no, no. We need revenge. Remember, we have protests. Yeah. And so you end up where you get, you know, people killed. You end up uh, getting, and I, I always forget the names of the hyper clan. It's the guy. Oh, it doesn't It's the guy matter. who looks like a Green Goblin, but he's great. But he gets killed. He ends up being destroyed just because, or no, actually, he's the one. He ends up not liking it. He lives. It's the other one who's like, Maybe we can finally find happiness here. Don't say that. Would you get off he, he ends up destroying him. And the thing that got to me here is that I'm taking count of numbers. I'm like, is this only because when you're going to dupe everyone, you have to have an equal amount so you don't have two well, supermen? The well, that's the thing is this whole time, though, even going off the first issue, when we have – I think there's eight members yeah. of the Hyper Clan when you only what have five members of this Justice League. So it's always been – That's all, what I'm like, saying. Everybody else is just hanging in the shadows waiting for their turn to play Superman but or Aquaman. But it seems like at this point we're going to kill somebody for no reason to equal up some numbers so that you don't have two Aquawomans. 
And he so, wanted happiness, yeah. Jim. Fuck that it's guy. It's just the idea where, no, we want revenge. You're kind of getting revenge doing this. And the problem is, though, is that on in this, you know, multiversal hellscape, it's not going to contain the Justice League that much. But this is where you're supposedly you're supposed to get a bunch of things going on here that's going to bring this Justice League together. Now, Eric, there is no romance between the next Batman and Joe. So I'm sorry. Well, they about didn't that. say that it wasn't. Well, they didn't. But you end up where you're going to find out the stuff that's going I like to win to the day. I believe in my own head canon from what we got in the last issue from that one single panel, one which panel. I think is passive aggressiveness, where Joe Mullen and the next Batman, Jace, have just recently been in a relationship together and have broken things off, and and Joe is not happy no. about it still. Well, one panel, no, passive aggressive all in my head. But with this, you have the mustache twirling of the hyper clan. We're going to devolve the earth and we're going to make them primitive. You don't get really – it's just thrown out there. It's the we're comic make, We're going to dumb them bitches yeah, down a like little bit and they're going to love us for it. It's the science stuff of it. And it's, but nothing's really explained. It's funny to me because all it really reminded me of the Super Mario Brothers movie where King yeah, Cooper's plan yeah. was to de-evolve, de-evolve everybody them. and the chimps. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. So then they go – you seem to be able to rule them already anyway. Plus, you're happy. Just go with it, but they won't. That's the thing. Is, they're not really ruling them. Yeah, we they have our admiration, but they're not ruling they're over able, us. We like what they're but doing. But they're able to twist and turn. I mean, they are setting up a giant doomsday device, and people are cheering it on. So they could, yeah, they, could they could play the long game. Plus, not the long game. It seems as if they have made a new justice, the Hall of Justice, in, in uh, an afternoon. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of time has passed. But you go into this Look, hell we, dimension. We have seen how these superheroes can build stuff with the powers hey, they have. And get shit I don't dungeon. know anything about the Hyper Clan and if they got the, the goods, Look, the moxie. G- give us eight white Martian Manhunters and he's going to get the job yeah, done. Well, you go to the hellscape. And, and um, again, there's just things each page that get to me that bring my score down, down, down. You end up having Joe. Yeah, her ring can work, but it doesn't know. It's in the multiverse. But it also kind of points out. We better get out of here. It's extremely toxic. Everything we tried to live here, we're going to die in a matter of days. Well, that might be fine for, you know, a Green Lantern that might be able to stop something. I, but you have next Batman. The guy's going to die in like a second. I mean, this whole place, he's going to die. I was so die. worried about him. Now, at one Nobody's point. Nobody's worried about him. Like, and they just keep putting out, you're the guy who doesn't have any yeah, powers. The, what are you going to do? Like, now, he's going to die. Again, he's going to die. Somebody please help at him. At one point. Joshua Williamson plays it right with Robinson Roca, where you do see him in a Green Lantern ball, but then he's not. He's just walking. He should be dead. The fumes that he's breathing in, he should be dead. And everybody should have a green shield around their body like a yeah, normal Green Lantern that would have. Been fine. She should be shielding everybody. Yep, and she should say like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to be able to use my ring after we figure this out because it her ring actually does replenish without the battery but it takes time which would have set up a cool thing when they get back where she can't use her powers but has to use her smarts but you end up batman he sees the writing and that's not writing that's a blueprint all right whatever and he says hey it's martian and and he's like i remember the time that they attacked the hyper clan they ended up saying that they punished him really bad it was just a girl they didn't really say what but it must be this because of fire like, all right, that's really going. Then you end up pretty much solving. Now we'll go back to what they talk about. But then you just get flash. I think I could just share my speed off they go. 
And that was just well. That's the thing is being from a different the multiversal flash and stuff like that. She is able to feel the vibrations of the different Earths and the frequency that they vibrate on. She knows that this is an Earth they're on, and she can map out and figure out where the frequency for Earth Zero is. So it's sharing the power, like you know, speed. That's not something new that we've seen from other flashes it's like Wally West stuff much like to that. Just go with with this, and she didn't even know it was the multiverse. They had to tell her, and then she's like, "Oh, I can check that out. Oh yeah, I can see this. It's just there's no." stakes at all or anything of them being in this hellscape it's there so that they can learn about each other and they don't you end up having john say hey everybody get this batman he hums when he fights (laughs) it's pretty cool right he hums it's so weird to me that that is even the linchpin of this whole thing because later on it's not no I'm saying though, but later on when we're taking out our last Martian and it's Batman and John's like, I didn't hear yeah. you humming and takes out the last Martian who was Batman in disguise. But I'm like, does, does he do this every, every time, time like he the one fights? Time. But the thing <laughs> to me, like a weird psychopath who has to do it. Like it's a twitch. Here's a the idea though. Remember, this is all to set up the idea that a more open Justice League is yeah. a better Justice League. Nothing that happens here is from opening up. John knew this all along. He's known this the whole time they've been together. The idea that Andy knows Flash because Flash says princess, that's been going on forever. You have to play this different. Joshua Williamson doesn't even realize that you end up. No, no, by the end, though, they decide that, like, you know, this thing that we've been doing is holding us back. No, they say we, we did it because of what we knew. And the idea, all you have to do is have Wonder Woman hear the humming. She learned that in the hellscape. They opened up a bit to each other. John revealed that. Have Wonder Woman open and hear that and say, listen to the humming now and say, oh, my God, that's not Batman. And then taking him down to say, OK, because the idea of how they win is by not knowing anything about each other, because Joe's the last one really to then say, who did I first hook up with? And then they say, oh, it was sins. No, no, no. Nobody knows that. I'm taking you down. This is full out evidence that you should not know about each other that it did nothing to help out they act like opening up was the reason why they defeated the hyper clan and it's not the only thing that they use are information they knew before and then a dupe of what they don't know and then it's like all oh, right that was the greatest we should open up more and open up the even the idea that they say what you're at in this hellscape the, the thing that John, that they're going to open up about John, let's learn more about John. Boy, he wants people to keep joining up. Now, everybody knows this. This isn't, and Wonder Woman bites her lip that never comes to play. And so when you go out, the idea in my mind was to show that the opening up was allows them to defeat an enemy that they wouldn't have been able to, but it doesn't. It doesn't show that because John uses the idea that he knew all along. You end up having... You know, Wonder Woman used the thing that she's known John all along. Knew, but now everybody yeah, but knows because uses she sees it. a blabbermouth. That's what I'm saying, though. If you have the blabbermouth miss, and then all of a sudden John gets taken down, and nobody knows who the Batman is, and then even Andy says, wait a second, I didn't hear you humming, takes down Batman, then you have had a perfect setup of, oh my God, we should let everybody know. Like, John should have told us that before. And Batman should have told us before, and we should know. We should know all the intricacies. Well, they've been working on this for like a while. The idea of this, you know, the charter denies us the idea that we can have relationships or open up to everybody like John has always wanted because that's what his father did with his Just League. He's always wanted that. So outside even the hyper clan situation where they can take them down because they are a good Justice League, we are moving on to the idea that they're going to open things back up, know each other, have a family Justice League, and like even I'm open saying, up the ranks though, a bit. In this story, 
you're using a fight against an enemy that you've actually proven that it's better to not know each other. And that's what wins the day. And then they go, you know what? We should open it up because we just defeated them. It's just a flip-flop with a bad setup. There's no setup to show them that knowing more about each other was the reason why they were able to win. They end up winning because Joe pretty much knows that the last, you know, one of the last dupes deal is that they read her mind because they never opened up about that. If they would have opened up with that exact info in the, the hellscape, they probably would have been taken down because she would have no way to know who was who or what. Well, and she relies she on could that. have said anything though. It's like, even though we, you and I are open, we'll talk about all the stuff. I don't tell you everything about me and stuff I would know. So if I was going to do it, like I would know stuff that I haven't told you. you know, this is a story that is, you end up where, you just use the humming to, to win, but that doesn't prove anything. I'm saying, why do they, where they, before they go to the hellscape, we're not opening it up. That's the charter. They made the charter, and then we're but not doing it. they're already going against us to begin with, though. But they're not. They didn't open well, up I'm about saying, anything. I'm saying, Jess and Andy are having a relationship. Well, but we don't ever, and that's the other thing. Are they? Because we think they might be. We never know. Also, I well, know. Well, Jess even says in tell this one, it's like, tell you know, me what Prince, you learn about princess Jess. snores in her sleep. And like, oh, some of you do know no, a bunch about each other. He says princess as if, oh, my God, how did you know she was a Everybody knows she's a princess. She says her mom and dad are Aquaman and Mara. She's Aquaman. How did she know that she snores in yeah, her but sleep? They, he didn't say that. He did, never said about snoring. He just used the princess. No, I'm saying Jess says Princess Andy here talks. Oh, I'm sorry. Not snores. Talks in yeah. her sleep. And then, but you don't say, oh, somebody knows about talking. He says princess, huh? It's just the play Some of, of us it. really nonsense. know each other. But even that. Okay. We have this. What do you know about Flash? I know that she's a, a, a Flash from a different universe. I'm saying this. People are telling me that this is a great setup for this Flash. What you know about her? Mm-hmm. I know way more from that introductory, you know, announcement of Flash than I got anything in these two issues. You didn't get shit. You got nothing with Flash. It's just that. Oh my God! You know, stuff. I'm telling you, the idea that they are setting up that this proves to them that they should open up the deal to everybody and talk about things and hang out. It doesn't play out with me because they end up defeating the hyper clan with the exact opposite. And then to make it worse in my mind, you end up having Batman come out and go, Hey, by the way, I found this gun that I can get rid of the hyper clan with boom, done. Let's go. Let's have Chinese. Flamethrower. It's just, Hey, I got it. Oh, it must've been that Tio Morrow and Ivo set this up in case things went wrong. Wouldn't you have had that when you actually had the hyperclan come out of the deal when they let them out just in case something went wrong? It just happens to be laying around that they set that up and can't. Just to me, everything is just convenience of not set up. I don't even know really like the whole idea. Oh, you know what I learned about the hyperclan. I even see some reviews are saying this is like the best way to be introduced to the hyperclan. And what y- no, y- I you don't get anything with it. They end up saying we're going to do just almost like. You know, it's like a Death Star type thing. Or what, you Are you know? mad at the story or what everybody else is saying no, about the story? I'm mad at the story. I think it sucks. I think that pretty much by the end, everything that sets up doesn't play out at the end just to get to what we were going to do. Plus, I, I told you what this was going to be the last time. Everybody go back and listen. I said exactly what was going to happen, so I should be happy. I just think the story sucks. I think that the setup does not play out to what we end up having. You end up doing whatever you want to just say, oh, my God. We're going to be together and be a team and open up. Well, what do you mean? But we won the day by not. Eh, who cares about the hyperclan? Let's open it up. And then they're going to open up the Just League. But again, it's it's not happening. That's the end of let's open up. And then you get to maybe what we wanted to get in the meantime. 
I, I just thought it was a terrible story. And all they, uh, who would you want them to induct into the Justice League care. at the end of this? I'm not playing along. No, actually, I, I oh, good. of that I would like. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at this. This I'd group. say Miss Martian. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I'd have to know what the characters are doing in the future and what they've been up to and things like that to actually realize who I would want. But you would probably go with the idea of. You know what you're missing and stuff. So Miss Martian would fill that spot. Maybe I don't know Tim Drake there. He's looking <laughs> handsome. Uh, Guardian crush. Well, that's the thing is at this point in time, you know Tim Drake's still alive. Like, what has that Lazarus resin done to you to alter your cells and stuff like that? I'm like, are you a powerhouse Robin at this yeah. point? Yeah, he looks pretty, you know, big. But and then we go to the next story, which you know it's the Just League Dark story and. You just end up having them kind of get towards Merlin. You realize that there was a glamour around the earth, so nobody knew that he was burning things. That's such a weird idea to me that, like, you know, no, Merlin has come back. He has created this army of witch hunters. We're taking anybody who uses magic and we're murdering them on the streets. But don't worry, I have a glamour, so nobody sees what's going on, which is fine for everyday you and me kind of folk. But we still have these characters who are friends with superheroes. Like, hey, we really need your help. Merlin's back here. I could probably do like a magical spell to freaking let you see through the glamour. We need help, though, because all the magic users that you know and love are being murdered. But don't worry. I guess we'll just deal with this on our own. It's such a weird concept to have. Like, you know, yes, Merlin makes sure that nobody can see what's happening. His evil deeds are being done. But I'm like, you guys are magic users, too. You could probably work a way around there or just tell somebody who's out there in the DC universe. Yeah, my, my thing is that it's the same thing. Magic is in trouble, and it's not really even well-defined. He's just gathering stuff he wants to end up making a new world order. Oh, it's very upside down, man. Very Hecate for the way that things are working out, where he wants to be the father of magic. He controls magic he and stuff like that. He wants to put order in something, and, and to me, that's, it's, you're really putting – you know, an idea of putting order in with something that doesn't really dwell on a lot of order. But you end up even having a Star Wars thing at the beginning when you have Khalid say, hey, by the way, Etrigan, you know, uh, Merlin, he ended up killing Jason Blood. It's pretty much Obi-Wan telling Luke no. about Darth Vader. It's pretty much. What's then- even the idea? It's like, you know what? <laughs> I know you've been attached to Bobo this whole time and you've decided that you are out of this. You will not fight Merlin. You and him have had an accord since the beginning. You will not get involved in his affairs. But guess what? Your boy, Jason Blood. He killed him. And that's the only thing that was keeping him back because the idea was Merlin had Jason Blood. So Etchkin's like, yo, that's my homeboy. I want him back. No, but if you do come after me, I'll kill him. Okay, I'm going to hang out here for a while. But like, he's dead. Oh, nothing's stopping the Ryman and stealing Etchkin now. He is coming for blood. No, no, Jason Blood, he's still alive. He you was coming to for me, blood. Dr. Fate. He was coming for blood. Uh, yeah, oh man, you lied to me, Such Dr. Fate. Such a weird turn when you see that the, the main knight of Merlin is Jason Blood, who's totally on his side. I'm like, the whole setup to this bit of the story, though, is based on Jason, of Dr. Fate Colleen going to Edric and saying, Jason Blood is dead, just for this weird review, reveal for this one backup. I'm like, holy shit, that was a quick turn of events right there. Yeah, so the big thing, though, is that Merlin... You know, he wants the the helm, but he can't use it. So the only way that they can end up, you know, at least allowing everybody else to live is that Khalid is going to say, listen, I will be 
you know, your guy. I'll be the That's the, the thing the is you need my helmet. You've been wanting my helmet from the get-go. I have it now. You can't use it though. So I'm going to be your instrument, your tool. I will go with you and use the helmet to show you the future and whatnot, which is, which is weird because since we just had Xanadu's crystal ball and stuff and what was that deceased, the idea that that should be the thing to allow you to see into the future and stuff, but it's Naboo's helmet now and Khalid is going to sacrifice himself for the greater good to save all of his friends who are becoming Merlin's future tool. Yeah. And- and I said, it's it's Doctor Strange. He's like, well, I'm going to look at all the, the potential deals because I saw all of the futures. And I think that this is the only way that I could at least spare my friends. We're going to go. And then basically walking off of like things that, you know, time's fluid. You can change the shit. It's such a weird idea, though, because when he is talking to Etchigan, talking about the idea, this god who showed him how to use the helmet again, how to use the powers, like, she did not show me just one future. I have seen them all. I have lived them all, some short, some eternally long. That is the price I paid. There is only one future in which we win, and this is not one of them, which is a weird like. So this is not one of the ones that we win in this future that he but is I actually think what doing he's right now. Saying but is he can change the path. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, but because he is a demon and he like you know to like, but you are a demon of hell and you perceive time differently from the rest of us. And then gets in close. So remember, past <laughs> actions may yet be influenced by the future you have seen. So that's the one thing. Like, can we go to hell? Since the hellscape, I say hellscape. Now that we have just talked about that fire planet and uh, uh, Justice League, but no. If we go to hell, is there a corner of hell that time is moving so slow or differently that we actually can walk out of the past? And instead of where I wanted Dr. Fate to go back in time using magic, we actually have Etrigan somehow go back in time because this is the future he has seen and it can be changed yeah, through can the change. past action. So is Etrigan going to be our hero? The, like, the, the Etrigan Bobo deal, it's going to go back in time and save us all from this terrible future? Mm. I don't know. What, what's weird, because he goes and how Het is the, uh, you know, the woman that ends yes. up changing that, but with that, like the going goddess. into this, I'm like, I had no idea really what Merlin was up to anyway. Like he ended up having that whole first issue going like, yeah, we got to get Merlin. He's, a very close he's to the burning chest, things. They even show Merlin. Yeah. And so when we get this, then you got to really just boom. Hey. And basically what you end up, oh, he, he wants all the magics. It's always the collect them all or I'm going to change. Like you said, it's so upside down, man. All of that going on. Hecate. Hecate, all of it. And I need something more. From this book and then you have to have the deal where what are you going to do now well i remember a woman i had one friend once it was wonder woman and she would do what needed to be done i'm like i don't i don't know what you're right, doing Satana, here and then basically down. like you said i get it she was a part of the yeah, jld yeah, yeah. you do her besties and, whatever and with this i ended up now say some shit backwards come in on in my mind I'm trying to like the story a little more because we're getting a real nothing ending of I think in my mind, I convinced myself that somehow because he says you can change the things, I'll just go with that. They change it because the idea even of, yep, we lost this time. Let's go, Finn. It's the end. And you're like, what? Like, this is the deal. Now, I did see some reviews for this where people were upset about this. And a bunch of people, I don't know, realized Ram V wrote Justice League Dark, which seemed odd to me. But they're like, this is a book that I don't need Ram V touching. He's a lot better than these other ones. I'm like, touching? He has handprints all over the place. He's going to have his dick prints on it in March. I mean, this is the guy who's writing the backups again. And he's been balls deep for a m- month now. The funny thing about this is where I didn't like the swamp thing as much as a lot of people. I, I don't look at this and say, oh my God, he doesn't know the characters. I don't look at it and say, oh, what I'm worried about is 
I hope he can get past these stories of magic because a lot of people gave him a lot of benefit of the doubt because Tynan had set up the story in Justice League Dark. Yeah. Then when he came on, he kind of he, he did, had the Lansing and Kelly that he, shit. He narrowed it down, and, and you know we had a lot of stuff where you had a lot of unanswered questions, but he narrowed it down, ended up finishing it up. Poor Nana Parbat. And so we have been waiting. This is where even some of these the yeah, some of these stories and backups you've even said like, hey, I'll give the Mister Miracle a little benefit of the doubt. When they are able to tell their full long deal story, yeah. I just am worried because we kind of get the same thing here from Ram V that he ended up picking up the pieces of him trying to get done already. Is this all we're going to get from a JLD? Is this why it's only all a right, backup? Who's trying to collect magic this yeah, arc? I mean, that's the thing. It's almost like you, you get in these little ruts here where the Flash has to always go against somebody who's a villain that only deals with a certain type of speed. I'm going to go after that guy. He's, you know, on on a brisk pace. That's a new villain there. Brisk pace. He's a power walker. It's an awful villain. Power walker. He's there. He's this big guy. But yeah, so with JLD, yes, it's a magic book, but you don't need to have the end of the world magic at all in every single issue. I hope that he's able to but dial it back. But you might need that in a future state. Yeah, well, but you're ending up, like I said, this seems too much like what we just like. Really, this Just League Dark must be like, why are we keep trying this stuff? It never works. And then they lose at the end, hopefully to be able to, you know, stop it in the past. We but, lose now to win later. Yeah, they've lost the battle, hopefully. but they'll win the war. Maybe, because we don't know. But I uh And it's just funny to me too, because let's just say this is the whole idea. We have like you know, the, where we go, like whatever we talk about future state, I'm like when we get back to the main books, we're gonna see somehow where we can avert these dark futures, and that's the win that our heroes are gonna have, where we can see the hope maybe be something that they can celebrate in the future. And when I see this now, it's like, now remember the you know, past actions may yet be influenced by the future you have seen. Now, Etrigan's going to go back, but the only thing that's averted is Merlin. <laughs> I just think he's Etrigan's just like scratches, like I don't know what but that means. There's too much going on in Future State in the DC universe for like, you know, just one thing to change everything because you got the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, you got the Magistrate, you got all these different you got Swamp Thing destroying mankind at some point in the future. Like, too much bad shit is being able to be averted at this time. If anybody goes back in time, like, well, I'm just going to stay here for a while because at least for a while I'll have a good time. I just think he's like going to leave. What are you going to – today is yesterday's – like he's t- talking like, come on. I don't need dark poetry. Tell me what I got to do. Uh, but yeah, like you can go off and maybe we'll see that eventually. Like I said, we've been kind of hanging the deal of uh, you know maybe these books when we get back to it will lead up to this stuff. But some of this stuff like this, this ends in this you know kaput ending. Do I really want to see it? Now, I want to see it averted, but if you end up just showing us completely how to get it, I don't need that, and I think that maybe we'll continue it in a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play it. I'm, I'm a little confused about the overall concept of this future state anymore, uh, but I gave this a 5 out of 10. I didn't like it. I thought that both stories had problems. I didn't like the foresight. But again, I wanted to see a good story where this Justice League learns about each other now with that it's because i wanted to know about these characters i mean even with the yara floor book this is a different time period and i'd like to see how she is around other people we even get the the superman wonder woman book but each of these i was hoping we were going to learn a little bit I, I hope we'd learn a little about jace a future jace how he deals with things we learn a little more about flash and we didn't the idea of the concept of a, a justice league that wants to get stronger by knowing each other 
and we end right as they're about to open up to each other. And even with that, like I said, in a very angry way, I apologize for maybe. So I'll submit at you, Eric, but still, I don't like of you course. getting duped. But uh, the idea of the setup, not the setup, not equaling what they end up deciding at the end. There's a very easy way that that could have been changed that even the little teeny bit that they learn, John knows that Batman hums. That's not really opening up, but that just that little bit was enough for Yara Floor to realize that that wasn't Jace or it was. And that means, oh my God, if that little teeny bit was able to go and you well, the could only say- The reason that Superman knows is because he has the super know, hearing that can hear it. But that's what I think is the play. That's why I think it would have been even greater when they're in the hellscape where they're like, we don't even know about each other. And then John Fire says, you know, John says, oh, man, I know about him. He hums. He has this little sound. And that's like just that little bit that everybody learned about everyone was then enough to defeat the hyperclan. So, oh, my God, just knowing a little quirk did that. Why aren't we learning more about each other? We could just we could stop everything if we do. But yet you have the people who already knew that going in. And I think just shifting it to somebody else where you even have, you know, Aquaman, she gets knocked out. Andy gets knocked out. You have the two flashes and the one flash yells, princess. And then all of a sudden, Joe's like, nope, the other one isn't. Boom. And you solve the deal with the little team. Like you had Wonder Woman bites her lip, like stuff like that. And I think that if it would have twisted to that way, it would have been such a strong deal to say, well, what should we do now? I don't know if we should open up. Well, what do you mean? Like Yara learned, you know, just as an aside about, and we were stronger, but it just ends up the same people do the thing. And then Joe uses not knowing. And then they're just like, hurrah, let's go. And I just thought that was a misplay at the end. But really the misplay to me was that we didn't learn anything about the characters in this book and i would have liked to have seen that the justice league themselves are great because you get all the characters and you get your bang for your buck now unfortunately joshua williamson set up the deal where they can't know each other and things like that but it didn't play out as strong as i think that if he would have just stitched that and they could have known each other and we would have known a lot about the flash and things like that because we're almost done future state and we really don't know anything about this new flash and i really would have liked especially them but uh, so I'm going a five, just regular five. I like the art, but yeah, you know, kind of the just. I thought it was a big misplay by the end of that, and then just like dark, just ends to not even have an ending. And and uh, you know, there's one thing to have a dark ending, but to lose and then just go, eh, well, and go. It was tough. But what would you give it? Or did it open it up for a win later? Well, maybe. On? But again, this is the thing where we're going. It's funny. We're going back to the books, hoping to avert the things, and he's playing with that. But we're kind of already expecting to see then. I don't know. But maybe it'll be maybe we'll find out that out of nowhere Etrigan is the cog to get all of this wiped out because he has to look into that. And it might be. But what would you give it? I would give it a six point eight out of ten. I didn't like this issue as much as I liked the last issue because there are some things like the hyper clan doing the thing. I was upset at first because I thought they were just gonna say, like, you know, the way that we defeated the Hyperclan and Grant Morrison's initial run of JLA was not the way, but they opened up. We fought the Hyperclan a bunch of times between these years that we didn't get to see. It just, they just feel like they're one trick pony still. And like, I just wanted something more out of the story overall. And like you said, learning something about the characters even more would have been nice, especially Jess, the multiversal yeah, flash, yeah. this breakout new character. I do want to know more about it. It's just, I still had fun with it. I had fun with the JLD story. 
I just really wanted the sexy ass Khalid to be the cog to go back yeah, and do all the stuff. Was, not trying to steal an Etrigan. He was the cog, but he's the cog to set up Etrigan. But yeah, I, but the art's great all around. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was true. And again, I'll give the the deal where people said that they, even if they came up to me and like, hey, I don't care about anything you said, Jim. It's one of the few stories that ended with an up note. That you've written the first Just League story. Yeah, I'll say that they're right there. It actually is where they're heading into a, you know, a nicer future where they're going to open up the Just League. Now, I wish that that was shown to play out later in a good way as well, but we we don't get anything right now. But we're going to go off right now, and then we'll be back with the mail. from the past that was eric i found that in the deal and i can hear you eric <laughs> we ended up doing you, you that i could. didn't unmute my mic oh that's what happens but we have a couple mails here tonight uh and if you want to get involved in the mail in future shows unless we you know make a time traveling device which maybe we will uh you can email us in at weirdsciencedccomics.com and just like our men Ray Ray and J-Men that we're going to get. And after such a positive first section of books, Eric, you know, because I probably edited everything by now, which I'm not going to because I'm too lazy. We're going to pick up our spirits here uh, with the mail, and we're going to start with Ray. And Ray says, Jim and Eric, I wanted to give you guys an update on how cooking 
for my wife Stormy has nice. been. I think this has been a burning question that the Weird Science fan base needed to know. Burning. So I did not take cooking classes. Oh, no. This, this is like Tom King when he said he was going to go to those <laughs> crisis centers for the heroes and cry. That didn't work out, right? That didn't work out. I decided to buy my wife a couple cooking books and make her cook. I think he's going to say, but uh, cooking books and have her make me a delicious meal. And then she LOL. went out and she got a new lawyer. I don't know yeah, what that's really, for. I don't know why. And then on oh, no, a restraining one. I got no time for the kitchen stuff, he says, LOL. But honestly, we have been cooking together. That's nice. sexy, Eric. You know, you reach around while you're making the bacon. You got your shirts off and stuff. I just assume you think to everybody who's a couple who cooks together, it is just the clay pottery scene of Ghost. It is. They're there. They're, they're making the chicken parmesan. And they got the things around. And that's or, no, that is the reason why nobody's in the kitchen with you when you cook dinner. That is true. And I'm actually even thinking of just like that old. When your kids you, walk in, you Zach, have take your shirt off. We're cooking. <laughs> Let's go. It also reminds Not me tonight, of that, that gag where you have the one person, but the person the other arms, and they're doing things they're not supposed to and stuff like that. I like that one. I got no time for the cookies. So honestly, we've been cooking together the other night. We made lamb chops and scallops. Oh my God, surf and turf, Eric is being served. Last week we made a delicious sweet and salty banana rice with beef stir fry. I don't understand those words going together. And like, well, where's the spam in that? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just understand. sitting here thinking to myself in your mind, hamburger helper. I think it does fine yeah. on its own. I'm like, it does do fine on its own. But sweet and salty banana rice with beef stir fry. I don't understand. And I, I know what the secret ingredient is, though, Eric. Salt. And last Love. month, we made carne asada tacos. Nice. Ah, carne asada. Cooking together has definitely been helpful recently. As Valentine's Day is coming up, I'm not cooking shit. I'll be ordering some takeout and spending my time at home. Question for you, or question for my favorite two podcasters. Do you guys cook for your loved ones? And if so, what would you both consider to be the best dish to cook? I cook for the whole family. Even being sick, I, I have to cook for them. And then I leave it on the oven and I run down here and I hear them scurrying down, bitching and moaning, and then they go up. But I uh, I actually make a pretty good pot pie, Eric. I am very oh, proud of my pie? chicken pot pie. I like that. I like to cook a lot of things. Well, you know, the, the basics, hamburger helper, yeah. two fancier things. Deluxe hamburger helper, Eric. Craft where the and del- cheese. The deluxe, you realize, is when you don't put the powdered stuff. It's actually cheese in a thing and you squeeze Amazing. it out. I'm like, oh, my God. Is that like there's extra buck? There's me, yeah. Then there's me using that thing that it comes in. It's almost like a toothpaste. I got to get all that shit out, Eric. I got to get all in there. I'm like, beef stroganoff, no problem. That's yeah, the only thing that I really cook that Jess is like all gaga about that she always wants me to cook is my spaghetti. She like, for whatever reason, I'll cook spaghetti and it's love it. This is the way I like it so that I cook it this way. She loves it. She makes spaghetti and somehow, even if she does the same thing that I do, which she doesn't do, but if she did, somehow the sauce would come out sweeter than it should and we have no idea how it's possible, but it always happened. Like, I'm going to cook spaghetti next time. I like a sweet sauce, Eric, myself. Um, yesterday, I ended up making a Hawaiian biscuit pizza. I'm, I'm what I like to call like, I still cook like a bachelor. I just go around. I can come up with some it's weird funny, things when I like find stuff. 
It's true. It is true. <laughs> Maybe a widow is what I end up there. But yeah, I, I ended up making that. I, I like the actually. The ghost of my husband haunts my basement. I, I, yeah, really. And and the ghost is just my bed Don't smell. worry about him, Ricardo. It's just the ghost of my husband. <laughs> What's that? That's some rats in the basement, Ricardo. I don't know. They like the podcast. Now, I ended up uh, liking making pizza recently so much that we were looking into getting a pizza oven. Uh, that goes up to 900 degrees and it's a portable deal. What is a pizza oven? Like, is it something like, you know, just like a coffee maker? You just buy a pizza oven, like, you know, a silly little appliance that sits on the counter? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like 200 bucks. So it's a little more expensive. But (laughs) no, this thing goes to 900 degrees, cooks a pizza in a minute. I don't know why you would need something to go to 900 degrees. Because you can actually, that's what the pizzas do. That's how you make it in the pizzeria area. That's why when you call, they go a 10 minutes when you end up ordering. Though pizza places usually say 20. The uh, the Chinese places in town usually say ten. Here, that's, that's funny. Like when I used to cook pizzas for the firemen, like you know the the carnival that we'd have, that was my job every year. I would cook the pizzas for the the you know the food and stuff like that. And I think I'd only ever put it up to like four fifty. Yeah, no. If you're at that, they had like a big deal, pizza oven too. Yeah, you go full out, full bore, Eric. Especially when you're making pizzas, because I'm thinking I'm going to start a pizza making business, right? I'm going to be making all yeah. this nonsense. Of course pizzas. you will. Like what? You want you a got, Hawaiian like, the aspirations pizza? Aspirations of a nine year old. <laughs> you want a Hawaiian pizza? Well, that means that you're going to get a Hawaiian crust, Eric. It's a little twist for those people who want to say they like Hawaiian pizza, but you know end up not liking the pineapple because that's frowned upon by people who are gatekeepers of the pizza world. I really don't think people who order Hawaiian pizzas are against the pineapple. Yeah, no, I'm saying they want to order the Hawaiian pizza, but they can't because they don't like the pineapple, and so many people hate pineapple on pizza. So what you're going to do is disappoint anybody who orders a a Hawaiian pizza by just giving them Hawaiian crust. No, I'm saying I'm going to tell them now you can have it. It's basically towards them. No. That the people who aren't the gatekeepers can actually order a damn Hawaiian pizza, the real guy. I'm not going to stop them from that either, though. I may use spam instead of ham, Eric. Take that. I'm going to go ruin pizza. Is what you're doing? No, that's what's real popular in Hawaii. They love their yeah, spam. A small I'm going little island. It's really popular out. over there. Let them keep damn it. Damn right it is, and it's called Hawaiian pizza for a reason, Eric. So we're using spam, and I don't care what you say. It's, it's going to work out for a reason. Let's get some green yeah, peppers in it there. It is. That's the thing. I don't think any Hawaiians are going around like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's <laughs> I'm not sure my type of pizza. Hawaiians out there. You end up the Hawaiians are like, you know what? The Hawaiian pizza is a cheese pizza, assholes. Ah, they love that spam there, though, in Hawaii, Eric. So, yeah, I, I cook all the meals. I was trying to think. Uh, recently, I've made some uh, meatball parmesan sandwiches. We end up making a lot of stuff with chickens, right? The chickens. <laughs> yes, food. Uh, I understand food. I end up uh, cooking a lot of baked potatoes. Me and Logan are trying to eat a little better, so I make. And he's uh, he doesn't like sweet potatoes, but I like making different concoctions of sweet potatoes. Eric, I'll make a sweet potato that I put ghee on or i have a sweet potato that i don't put anything on those are my two sweet potato recipes right i don't know so, what ghee is mm, then it's a clarified butter that is used in the whole 30 clarified it, it, it doesn't taste very good it, it's not a good what the hell do they, i have to clarify claim, with a butter they claim oh, they clarify, the this butter sucks it's what you got to clarify and he says uh get well jim and i hope the family is giving you the much needed rest you deserve no they're not Please keep staying healthy, Eric, and living your best life. I'll I try. appreciate your feedback on my monster story stories that I am working on. More to come, my friend. Nice. Ooh, a little behind the scenes. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. And that is Ray Ray. So yeah, thank you. That was a long you, time ago. I'm Ray, sure you have. Ray. No, I don't remember, but I don't remember shit. Uh, the next one is Jamin. 
J-Man says, hey, Jimmy boy, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Hey, what's up? Just when I thought DC was hopeless, the May, uh, this May I get a number one start to the Milestone universe, a Tom Taylor written Batman series renamed Detective. Let's hope Mr. Taylor can bring out the detective in Bruce that most Batman creators fail to express. Now, with that, it's kind of funny because I didn't even think about the actual story. And remember, he is going off to Europe for a, you know, a case. He ended up equilibrium uh, there. So, yeah, equilibrium. So at least that kind of works out. A Tom Taylor written Nightwing story. Don't even mention Rick Grayson or whatever the hell else he turned into the previous run. boy. A Jeff Johns written Stargirl Spring Break special. People were like, it's with the seven soldiers and and Stargirl. I'm like, I don't know. A Joel Jones written and drawn Yara Floor series. I like one of those two in that equation. A Justice League Last Ride miniseries by Chip Zdarsky. Hopefully Chip takes over for Brian Michael Bendis. While he did it. Is run out of Burbank with pitchforks and harsh language. Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 by Jeff Johnson, Gary Frank. Uh, you want to give your little opinion on the Earth? People were asking, oh my God, the Earth thing 1. Is, maybe Earth 1 is great. I never gave it the, like, the time of day, though, because I didn't want to stop what I was doing to read a, like an Elseworld story with like you know the, the dark Batman where Alfred's a piece of shit till him growing up and stuff like that. It, it really just turned me off right away. The other stories, they may be great, but I just never gave them the time because that initial Batman Earth 1 just turned me away. I read the Wonder Woman Earth 1, Volume 1, and I like that. I never got to the Volume 2. And from the very get-go, I think I ended up, I was going to get the Earth 1, Volume 1 of Batman from the library at our library in town, I think. I asked you, and you told me exactly that. And you didn't tell me not to get it. You just told me no. what you thought. And at that point, I was just trying to learn the real stuff, Eric. I was trying to get the real thing. This isn't going, the real so, stuff. It's Earth 1 yeah. stuff. And I, you just said it's a bunch of And I remember you specifically saying, I don't need no Alfred. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to avoid it too. So I never run it. Uh, like even that so, idea of that Alfred threw me off for the very short-lived Beware the Batman cartoon, which I, for some reason, nobody seems to remember that through like that, that how Jordan 3d like animation kind of thing, that green lantern animation, but it was done with Batman. It was kind of a cool series, but they had that more, that more Beware serious the Alfred to him. Yeah. That, that one. Yeah. 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 I, I ended up, I liked that green lantern series. I never watched good. the Beware the Batman. Uh, and he says, this is the penultimate quintessential version of Batman. And Alfred is still alive here and is a total badass. And You're Ram V. Continu- and Ram V. Continuing good storytelling on both Catwoman and Swamp Thing. Sorry, is it the Swamp Thing? I'm sorry because I'm starting to not like Ram V. as much as everyone else. I'm actually not seeing the hype. And it's to me, it's so overhyped, uh, Ram V., where I have not really had a story that's ended well yet. So I'm waiting for it, Eric. I'm waiting because that JLD, like I again, I wasn't really that invested in it anyway. I'm not. I'm talking about the actual series that led into right. and was just canceled. And I mean, you were more into it. You wanted to, and it just didn't end. Was and it I, canceled I, or to decide to say we're just going to continue it in the backup of a Just League book? Well, your convenience. that's what it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, everything seemed to kind of go away, and then you go. But even that, with the idea of well, we better just have it as a backup to a Justice League now. I do want to say something. I was going to say when we first started, and I forgot. I really wish, you know, I was yelling about that Justice League book, 
that book, why isn't the Justice League getting four issues? Dude, I was just I, out there having you know, a cigarette after we got done talking about it, thinking to myself, we have the Dark Detective been having four issues. We have, you know, Imperi- Superman versus Imperius Lex being three issues. Actually, even f- concludes after Future It's like, so funny why that we went the off flagship thinking, Justice we were League book the four same issues. Thing. I went upstairs and I had to put some saline in my contact, but I was making my coffee and I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the hell isn't that? That's the big book. I That's know. the Justice League. Why wasn't it four issues? And I think that if it was, all of my problems would, would have been solved. We would have had more. I don't know. That story. Dark Detective's four issues. You think all your problems are going to be solved there? No, but they, we already <laughs> had now. Actually, here's the deal. I don't think all my problems would have been solved, but actually what I was thinking was from this point on, Saying those the first we now get to see two issues of them learning about each other and doing things. That's that's what I really and wanted. Maybe and inducting somebody new into the Justice League, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Eric, right with Kate Bush, right? That's what. Yeah, uh, are the only we four issue ones that. we're dealing about is the next Batman and Dark Detective. Uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm sure that we're not thinking of one. I'm thinking, but yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Batman Justice, gets the four issues. Justice League, Justice League. It, it should have gotten that. I don't understand even three, but yeah, it just, it's so weird, right? That it didn't get that. That's a shame. These are all titles and creators I can get behind. Still doubtful that Mariko Tamaki with Dan Moore on art can give us a good detective comic story. And I hope Philip Kennedy Johnson can pull Clark out of the Superman and action comics ashes that Brian Michael Bendis created when he slowly destroyed Superman and his cast of characters. I hope I so. Lot, I had a lot to say about that in the slime today. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm worried that we're getting, you know, Philip Kenny Johnson, who already said that he's full and bored with Brian Michael Bendis. He loved everything he did. He's going to continue that. Well, stuff. you want to continue. It's and, continuity. Yeah, but you don't really have to. You can change things. You have the, you know, the there's no longer a Bermuda Triangle uh, Fortress of Solitude. They ended up changing that. They could end up changing some things. But what he's saying is not continuity. He's going to continue stories that were set up. By Brian Michael Bendis, which does scare me because I didn't like any of those stories and I didn't get anything of Superman from that first issue of Worlds at War except the idea that Superman's super. I knew that coming in. This is something we were arguing about and talking about in the Slack. The idea that these creators come on books as if they have to prove to us that they know the character. Oh, I see all these things like, oh, man, he's just given us. What his version of Superman is. You know what his version of Superman is? He's a good guy that saves people. I kind of solved that before. I'd rather have somebody get on with a good story and this future state where you could do whatever you want. You have a canvas to do whatever. He goes generic and that scares me and we'll see what happens when we get back because I'm worried you're not going to count on everybody of reading future state. We know a lot of people are, you know, keeping away from future state. So I think he's going to tend to want to do this again once the regular run starts to get those other people to know that he knows Superman or gets it. So I'm just worried. We'll see. But I also didn't like his last two things at Marvel, so I was looking for something. But we have that next issue next week, I believe. I started a new job in the beginning of December 2020. My workplace is now 15 minutes away from my LCS. Maybe now I can actually read and count on new comics during the week that said comics come out. No longer am I reminded of my ineptitude by the all-knowing pompous Randy. My new boss, Doug, Randy, is cool, even if he is a bit long-winded all the time. Hey, Jim and Eric, how do you guys read? Yeah, really, you don't want that. You go in and like, hey, 
Where's the the legend of the Dark Knight? Where's the Sitting Dark there, Knight book? Sitting there tripping with your triple whopper. Which one are you talking about? Pickles flying everywhere. Because this asshole gets extra pickles. Well, have you Nobody way. does that. Nobody gets extra pickles. Just does. Hey, does she? That's yeah, a she weird take. Yeah, that's weird. I I don't mind pickles. I don't need extra on a a burger. I like the burger myself. But hey, Jim and Eric, how do you guys read Whatever, and comment on so many comic books every week? I don't say she didn't have to like the pickles. I think it's bullshit, but that's fine. She probably wouldn't like spam on a pizza either, or a jerk or or a Hawaiian <laughs> a Hawaiian biscuit crust. Didn't work out as well, Eric. You didn't even ask. It did not work out. But I'll tell you, anybody who's out there, any saying, of these to work out. Honestly. Everybody who's out there now saying, "Boy, a Hawaiian." crust you know biscuit crust pizza that sounds pretty cool i'm gonna try it here's a tip a tip that i learned by not doing it this is me learning eric i'm a learning robot when you do this cook the the crust first but not quite done right but then put the cheese on first and then bake that a little till it melts then bring that out let it cool a little then put the sauce that sauce went into that biscuit, and it was a mess, Eric. It was a complete mess if you put the sauce on first, especially when the biscuit isn't even cooked. I learned, Eric. You guys so are you crazy. So you do like a Detroit style. Yeah, and I always do my pizzas like that. I actually, once I tried that once, I thought that that was the perfect way. Cheese first, then you end up putting the sauce on top of the cheese so that you don't get a mushy crust, even with any crust. But then afterwards, Eric. A little more cheese on top of that sauce, so you get the best of both worlds. You'd like it. And, and he's asking us, "How do we read all these the comics?" You would dig it the most. I call it, <laughs> I call it uh, the fromage with that. At least DC and Marvel are pumping out high quality issues with great writing and art. He says. Oh. I, I guess I got to go and yeah. he's got to lead me to some of these. It's never fun to pour over a shitty comic book only to go to the next one from a publisher and find that each issue is worse than the last. It would drive weaker men to have a massless one night stand with a homeless lot lizard before she too. bathes herself. That Gee. happens a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, you know, each his own, I guess. But yeah, it does suck when all the books suck, but that's a personal opinion deal. I, I could pretend I like all of them. Have either of you guys checked out some of the amazing miniseries coming from Axel Alonzo? What am I looking at the Guns and Roses? I heard Axel. Sitting here, is like that the guy from Renegade? <laughs> Roundhouse. <laughs> I don't know. I know who it is, but no, I have not. And the creators at. AWA Comics. I think he starred in Baywatch Nights. That AWA, isn't that that side deal? Isn't that that wrestling (laughs) that they have? All all the stuff, AWA. If you haven't and are interested, many number one issues are available online at their website, which is https colon slash slash awastudios.net slash. I recommend checking out American Ronin. That would be cool if it was American Badass or something like that. That's what I'd go with. That's what would be cool. American Roundhouse. Roundhouse. Bad mother. I, I live that, Eric. So <laughs> the resistance. Um, oh, oh, you know what? I have read some of these things. I ended up reading the resistance and erratic. I didn't like it. So I, I had that on the Patreon. I talked about those on the indie show. So there. So take that, Eric. Why don't you get on? And yeah, redemption. Erratic to me was pretty much a, a take on like a Spider-Man type deal but i i didn't really get a lot out of it now i will tell people that a lot of people that i talk to do like these now that i realize what they are like j-men but 
a lot of these are interconnected in a way that you can't just go to a random number one. A lot of these things in the resistance seems to be the one that everything branches out from. So there's a tip from me to you, Eric. Me to God's ears. They have a good to great mini series for every genre you can think of. If you like Tales from the Crypt, there's ho- there's Hotel. But it's H O T E L L. You can not check like, in, but you can never check not out. Hotel Hell. And if you want zombie stories, try Year Zero. <laughs> Zombies? That crazy so in 2002. <laughs> Done <laughs> to was, death 2000. That's what it was, J-Man. right? 2002 no, wasn't it? 2003. It oh, was it? So I'm a little ahead of this. If you are a big Spider-Man fan, try out the red. That's why I said it was a very much a Spider-Man. I'm going to read deal. sideways. If you like spaghetti, go Who to doesn't? Eric's house because Jess makes a bullshit sweet sauce. If you like spaghetti westerns, try Redemption. If you love the Gremlins movies. Was J-Man well, got stock in this what, book? What, what happened if you like the Critters? I, I'm more of a critter guy. Uh, try out bite-sized, Eric. What if you're kind of if, a munchies person or a ghoulies? <laughs> what are those? What are those toys that I said that you like that we saw the one nine hundred number? Those oh, like the Boglins. Yeah, where's the Boglins, Eric? Uh, if you up like that gross little monster craze of the eighties, Eric. Do you like barbecue sauce? If you like murder mystery thrillers with lot lizards, try out Devil's Highway. I play the devil's hand anytime there's lot lizards, and what I'm saying is I go raw dog, Eric. I don't care. What am my, I what am I caring Yolo. about? I ended up sitting there and I'm like, I'm like Khalid. I saw every future. None of them work out for me, but hey, you gotta <laughs> throw caution to the wind, Eric. Or just keep reading all the high quality, well written, well drawn, affordable options from the big two publishers. What about manga, Eric? What do you think about that? Manga. Do you like do you like the witch watch, Deuce you? I, I ended up liking is. I ended up liking this latest manga that came out from Shonen Jump called Witch Watch. Such a cute little book with a little witch girl and and her her guardian. I don't even watch familiar, Miyazaki movies. Her her end up her familiar who's a kid who's actually a, like a worker goblin. And I liked it, and everybody made fun of me. <laughs> I liked it too much, they said. With the single issues, I ended up giving it a 9-8. This is why you hate all, on everything, because you're afraid people are going to make fun of you for liking stuff. All broke loose. I end up, I like, it's a 9-8. And then Luke Hollywood, Mr. Posse, is like, whoa. Like, he gave it a Calm 9. Down, fan and boy. I, I'm there, and I'm like, all right. You know, you end up having, you know, Sue 42, and then he's like, holy crap, Jim's lost his mind. I, I just, I can't win, Eric. I can't. I end up, Jason, listen, I like it. He likes this other nonsense, I tell C. Who needs that? I know people don't, I don't know, know what I'm saying. I don't either. Uh, and then we're here, and there's uh, free advertisements that don't pull you into event after event and are free from multiple covers from each issue. You know what's the best about the idea where – it really sucks if you have like an issue. The Eternals number one at Marvel. It had like seventy variant covers. You know why that doesn't suck? Because I'm not buying any of them. Uh, you know the idea that there's multiple covers. You don't have to buy them. It is bullshit. But you don't have to buy every one. I mean, you got to catch them all. Eric and continuity that expands beyond a couple of decades. Have a happy Valentine's Day, and I'll see you in seven. And that is J-Man Thank from you, J-Man. Half Moon Bay. And yeah, a lot of people do like that AWA. I was kind of making fun of it, but you end up where uh, Tom Felroth, he's really into it. But it seems like it's one of those, again, do a little research before you grab one of the issues to no. make sure you're not grabbing something that you need other things. You know what I'm Look, saying? Look, that never stopped me as a kid. I didn't know what the hell I was grabbing on a comic book. I'm in the middle of a series that's 500 issues long. I'm grabbing something. I'm reading it. I'll never know what's going on until the internet's invented. 
Is is there a mirror around where you are? You ain't a yeah. kid no more. Shut up. You're not a kid. Stop it. I, you're sitting there. You're surrounded by toys. I'm saying, All what are you talking about? Is there like, a mirror? When I, I toys was a kid. Everywhere. When? What are you talking about? Last weekend? When I was a kid, it's like Wednesday you're talking about. Where you're like, oh, my God. But no, I'm tell, I'm just trying to tell people you're going to get like an erratic number one. You can Damn open right up and go, I don't know what they're talking about. You so have you've a, been erratic number two. Yeah, you have a wall with a bunch of kids' pictures up and they're like, man, that sucked with those kids. I'm like, I don't know. Who are they? I have no idea. I guess I we'll find out as the series progresses. No, something that happened, I think, in re- resistance number one. I think. Uh, somebody told me. But yeah, and I, well, again, I'm doing the indie podcast on Patreon. I'm talking about the books. I can only go with what I know, and I don't know much, Eric. So I'm there talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I can't really get this. I'm a little lost, whatever. I get attacked. <laughs> Everybody, and I say attack. People are like, I just told you hey, that there was queen. more before that. No, no, attack, Eric. I'm on the front lines. I've told you this before. I have the helmet on. I'm ready to go into war here and yet everybody wants to keep me back eric you, you hold me <laughs> saying that i'm nobody nonsense if more. i like something people just don't like extremes anymore or the band extreme which is a real pain for me because i love the song wholehearted and you, you can't You'll sing it, that you. down yeah, yeah i love it eric wholehearted that's how it goes so people don't <laughs> like the extreme happy or extreme sad or mad that's all i got eric I'm a delicate flower here. I'm trying. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to blossom. I'm trying to, you know, even keel everything out. But if I get the criticism, then I go in my shell and I'm not going to be able to survive, Eric. Please. This is a plea for help. How long have we been doing this? You ain't growing. Years. (laughs) Years. I am not because nobody's accepting of me. If everybody said, listen, all I need is a hug. Yes, everybody trying. go out of your way to praise Jim. We need him to be okay in the <laughs> long run. The only reason that I started this podcast was for a hug. I've never gotten one. I don't think you understand how podcasts work. Epic fail. <laughs> epic fail. Though I started my research again this week about how I can make that thing where I can punch people through the internet. I'm working on that again, so everybody watch out. But we're going to go off now to finish up the podcast. We're actually going to go to the next section where we have the last three books and we'll go there right about now. Don't you really want to know? That's a good question. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Reggie. Um, and he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. This is terrible. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. Oh my God! That's fucking nonsense! But you knew that. I know, right? The baby looks just like him. Spoilers, man! Damn. Yeah, so you were in denial because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? This is my boy. Yeah, and the baby have that same little chin. <laughs> Who is laughing? I hate them. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call one eight hundred nine eight zero eighty six thirty seven. Got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine, ready to his fingers plan, been reading comics most of his life, him and some guys from school, they had a book and they tried real hard, Jay quit, and Knuckles got married, 
Youngest was never gonna get far When he looks back now Did he ever bother ever And now that he has a choice He told just he would marry her never Eric's red comics most of his life Yes, he has, and here he is, and we have three books left, and usually, you know, we save the best for last. So that of course. Means the Green Lantern, Eric, or the Green Lantern last, uh, uh, but we end up starting out with a book that I was shocked that I, I did like it enough, this, this Robin deal. I'm not a Tim Drake fan, so, I mean, and I'm saying I like Tim Drake, but I'm not a Tim you Drake fan, but you're more Tim of a Drake. Tim Drake. I just don't really like him as much, and, and really, he just stinks. But besides that, Eric, I uh, I don't end up saying, like, oh, I'm not going to read that because of him. But with that, I thought, okay, we get a Tim Drake story. Let's see what's going on. It's a shame we don't get Damien yet, Eric. Or, and we have Jason Todd, who's, you know, flip-flop. He's on the wrong side of the tracks there. So we end up having this Tim Drake deal, and I was worried the that this Robin. was going to be yeah. a book that, eh, it doesn't matter. And, and maybe it doesn't, but... You end up, I enjoyed it enough. I actually enjoyed it enough. And it does end up, you know, leading to what could have been Tim Drake's death twice, Eric, twice there. But then we get a horror movie ending. But what is this? Eric? Future State Robin Eternal, number two, written by Megan Fitzmartin with art by Eddie Barros, Eber Ferreira, Adriano Lucas, and Pat Rousseau. Tim Drake is resurrected by the Lazarus resident. Now he's all jacked up on Mountain Dew and beating the holy hell out of anything magistrate that gets in his way. It's just too bad that this resident has side effects and proves fatal for things with emotion. And it's these emotions that we see fighting against him as he tries to take down the magistrate shipping craft. Stephanie Brown and Darcy get away and Tim goes down with the ship. But who knows if he will ever truly be able to die after this encounter. That is true. That might be setting up a deal where, you know, it's called he can. Robin Eternal. Yeah, that's true. He is jacked up on the Mountain Dew. Now, I want him to wipe the Mountain Dew off his face. It's on his Not hair. Me. The, this whole thing where we have this green, like, you know, neon ooze. glow coming off of this entire thing. And pretty much it is ooze. I think it looks really badass to that in this entire – it almost looks like, you know, when you're playing with your Batman toys back in the early 90s. Say it's like, and you know, you when uh, Batman slime. Returns. And you got the, like, the Ninja Turtle slime or the Ghostbusters slime and you put your Robin in there from the Batman Returns line. It's like right now you have That's this figure going like. on right and now. And then you, you shove it in the VCR. And then you get in trouble never to allow slime again in the house. Not, I can't play with slime you, you, still. <laughs> you start out with him looking again. A lot Mama, like, don't let me play a lot with like slime. Spider-Man at the beginning again. But uh, I just want him to wipe it off his face. And even he's like, ah, but I guess when you, you're there, who cares? You even have like the, well, the bones the is, cracking in the place. In, he's in. Yeah. Oh, my God. When he is cracking his bones, that they're mending themselves right there as he's alive. It's the creepiest thing ever. And all we have is Stephanie Brown and Darcy just looking on shocked like, well, what do we do now? Like, is, is sometimes dead better going on here? Because Tim just goes straight, you know. I have a job to do, and while I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew, I'm going to get it done and take out everybody I'm in this way. And it seems Dew. weird, too, because it almost seems like the magistrate with this, you know, shipping line they've taken with this new Lazarus resin, which is supposed to keep their cybers, the robotic force, immortal, whatever that means. Somehow they won't break. I don't know exactly what that means, but that was the whole idea. And I don't know if they expected Tim Drake, Robin, to come in and do this because they wanted to use him as a guinea pig to do this because it seems like they have a vested interest in the idea that this doesn't work on humans. I actually and it think does. that that's a bonus because even when they say like, oh, my God, 
Peacekeeper one, he's gonna love me for this. I think that they, but I was going yeah, with you as well. We're gonna get some real data on and some people in this whole thing. thing to see how it reacts because supposedly if you have emotions, the emotions will turn against you to the point where you die. So I'm like, all right, let's see what happens here with this freaking masked hero. Let's see if we he's able to you know be superhuman, something that the magistrate could use going forward. Besides for immortal cybers, yeah. And I yeah, I ended up liking the idea because it is one of those like. Okay, we're trying to make a new polymer, and we're oh my god, you just threw your jelly donut in there, and it ends up making the best thing ever. And I thought that that was kind of a funny Perfect. thing. Yeah, we did it right. And so, yeah, when he ends up going, man, we're gonna dissect you and check this out. I'm gonna get a now promotion. It's a yeah, really. And I, I thought that that was kind of funny, though. We see that it doesn't quite work out, but it's not as bad as you would think, even at a point where you end up having Tim Drake. Being able to punch out the Dark Knight of the mind. Give, take that, Dark Knight. Stop your trash Well, that's trash the greatest talking. part because th- this is going to show you how great Tim is because he is working on this. He is going slowly insane as his mind works again. He is seeing visions of Two-Face, Stephanie Brown, himself, and even Batman talking about how weak and insignificant he is in the long run. And he is working through this and continuing on fighting you know, the Batman of the mind while fighting the magistrate of the real life. So of the like, reals. You see how great he is? Of the real, of the real. Is this real life? Yes, <laughs> is it is. Tim Drake. Yes. You were kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, and I like it too when you get these sort of things and the way that it plays out and does a good job uh, with you getting like somebody like me who doesn't necessarily know a lot of Tim Drake stuff. Only read this stuff since the New Fifty Two, and quite frankly, not not a great the worst Tim not Drake a great, ever. Not a great yeah. canvas. The last Tim Drake right? has been awful to yeah. Tim Drake, but all anybody wants to talk about is Wally, is Wally West. You know, and then <sighs> here I am with Rick Grayson for years. So take that. But you end up where. I get to see a Tim Drake that is, you know, let's see, like, what is upsetting to him. Let's see his little insecurities that are going to be expanded by this resin and him fighting through it. And that's a pretty cool deal with the idea well, that. Well, not only that, it, it, it's a really dark turn. Though. It even gets you, like, the idea that he is fighting against his own emotions, which wants to show his, like, you know, insecurities that he isn't good enough. But when it takes a dark turn in my mind, when he's talking to the mind movies are talking to him and it actually tells him the idea like, you know, Steffi didn't come and you were actually happy, but you didn't expect to live through this. And he brought Darcy anyway. She was collateral damage because Tim wanted to get this job done and didn't expect to survive, let alone have Darcy survive. I'm like, that's fucked up. There Tim. was a funny that's thing really in dark. it. There was a funny thing in it that I really liked too, where you end up having him really going down the, you know, one plus one plus one plus one, where he's like, wait a second. Stephanie said she didn't want to come and see somebody that she loved dies. I died and she saw it. She must not love me. It's such a roundabout deal. And that's why the mind movies end up. And that's what I like because you're actually throwing things that you're really reaching. And that's how Tim can kind of pull out of it. Tim realizes that these are mind movies to a point and realizes that these are his insecurities and emotions. As we find out through Darcy checking through the computer that the problem with human uh, contact with this resin is the idea that it does work on your emotions and it ends up i mean you get so emotional you'll die eric i don't want to get near this stuff i already have my problems <laughs> but yeah you have all this and i did i did like and it. that's how it's so disappointing in the end because that's the, the problem is, i the, think the, that this needed Lazarus, a couple more deals i it, it just the ends. Lazarus resin itself i think is a silly concept because we're taking lazarus you know juice or liquid whatever you want to call it the lazarus pit solution we're going to turn it into resin to make a robots immortal that's like let's well, begin with and now we have this whole thing it's like okay now it's on people what do we know about that well it doesn't work on people because if they have emotions it drives them insane to the point of death when we get done this whole thing like 
well, that's really messed up. Oh, shit. And then, well, I guess my adrenaline burned through all of that. I'm like, it is so lackluster for the idea that he fought off all of these magistrate and peacekeepers and robots. Even at one point. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I burned it out of my body. Yeah. I'm okay and, now. And I'm like, no, here's the no, steps. no. Here's the steps. I want Tim Drake to live. But come on, do something a little bit more clever to purge himself of this whole thing in a new, different way besides for, yeah, I'm human and I fought. Do you think that the magistrate necessarily needed the cybers? You know what I'm saying? We already have the peacekeepers. We already have troops. I think they're more reliable than people myself. I think that the cybers, though, connected with us, throws it off. I wish that this would have just been a resin that they've been working on to make super soldiers. You know, you have these I soldiers. Agree going but it hasn't worked it hasn't worked everybody's dying or whatever and then the idea of the peacekeeper and the magistrate troops coming in and seeing that tim drake is not dying that's the thing of oh my god we got to figure out why he did because you legitimately have them say oh right finally we get a test subject right but when but when darcy goes into the computer you see somebody dead there in a picture in the data so it obviously has been, and the idea that they keep mentioning in both of these, it's not compatible with humans. Well, then how do you know if Tim Drake's now the idea that he's surviving is the big thing? And I wish that we didn't have the, the cyber thing where you're trying to get the connection of Lazarus resin that you give to a cybernetic thing. And like you said, how do you explain what that does? What you make a robot that doesn't break down? It's nonsense. <laughs> it really is nonsense. And this way, we can trap the soul inside the yeah. robot, so when it breaks, it doesn't leave. It doesn't, it's immortal yeah. robots. And so the, I just, don't understand what you're throwing yeah, at just me here. To have the cybers included, I think, is the misplay. I think that this just just should have been the idea, and really ups the Magistrate Annie too. Super soldiers, and it ups the Annie because Tim Drake has to stop it because Zombie army people are dying because of it. Even if they are magistrate people, they're dying. Eventually, though, they're going to figure this out and whatever. So I think that you just needed that because that makes it up. That actually, to me, though, you still have it, but it expands the idea that Tim Drake's something special because he doesn't die. And really, if the emotions end up. Boy, does he live. You know, if the. (laughs) He lives a life. Yeah. And, And so the idea of emotions that. Well, what do you say? One day in are the future, the Just get... League are even going to think that, like, maybe he could be on our yeah, team. Yeah, really. Are you supposed to get these, you know, psychopaths with no feelings that they wouldn't? Die? Like, there's a lot of things thrown in here that's odd. And then, like you said, to have Darcy do her thing, Stephanie doesn't do much except get captured to go off into the story of the Batgirls. That, that is so thin because we have Darcy and we have Stephanie get released, you know, from like a ejection pod or whatever the kind of thing to like, you know, a side ship to leave the thing before we crash into the river, which Tim goes down with the ship. And the idea is like, don't worry about Stephanie Brass. She's going to continue her story in Batgirls. I'm like, I'm that doesn't worrying. Really feel like it continues at and, all. And anyway, like it feels I'm like such worrying. a forced connection. She's in jail. I mean, that's not like she's in jail. Like, and, I just don't know how we go from this where like it seems like she's been out of for so long. Tim surprised to see her in the last issue. Where now it's like, now she's a bit undercover looking well, for Barbara Gordon for all this time. Is when you do connect it. I don't mind her going off to jail, and you're like, okay, well she was, but this means that she only showed up not to help Tim, but to get captured because she's undercover to go. So that doesn't really work out well with me. But I do like the idea. Not like I actually laugh. Is hey, we have this dangerous resin that'll kill anybody. What should we do? Take it to the river. <laughs> like I hope they're not drinking water out of that river. I know that that river is probably on fire. I am totally drinking that water now because look idea. what Tim Drake still with that ooze all over it. his it's ass. Like, what do you do with a synthetic deal? Well, you put it in a lot of water. So I'm like, 
no, no, no. This is going to cause a lot of problems. You're going to have like ducks that are going to be huge and beating the shit out of you to get your bread, Eric. That's what happens. That's what happens. happens. They come after you. You're not there throwing the scraps of the bread. They're coming for it, Eric. And you don't want that. You're going to have problems. The fish are now going to be fishing for you. They're going to call it peopling, Eric. I don't want that life. But you end up where I just the idea of let's take it to the river didn't seem like a heroic thing. But then you do end up having Tim. And then you have Peacekeeper 13, like, you know, whatever. You know, we, we have a, we've already captured Stephanie Brown. I'm going to kill this freaking vigilante, you, Tim Drake. When you go down the ship with me, it's going to be all silent on the match. This whole thing. But nothing can kill me. I'm already dead. And I'm like, you are scary as hell, Damn Tim right. Drake. <laughs> In the meantime, he's fighting with what looks like the darkest night. You know the the upper echelon the, part uh, of the Batman kind of who laughs, me. right? The darkest. Where night. you have Peacekeeper thirteen, you know, g- grabbing a hold of Darcy and holding her hostage, talking about you know the idea of like come work for me, and it's just so convenient in my mind that the the Batman of the mind movies happens to be placed over top of that Peacekeeper. So when you know he's talking mad shit in his mind, Tim goes to punch the Batman. He's actually punching Peacekeeper thirteen. I'm like, all right, that worked out well I'll, enough. I'll I do guess it. I'll do it. He's. Uh, I will say with this up the Annie Tim Drake super soldier he still does have to work on a bit of his trash talking not the greatest trash talker in I'm here already dead. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> some of the things that he just yells out are so ridiculous but it does point out something that you know at least again since I've been does reading the stuff that Darcy doesn't look for her friends very hard no that, well yes because when Tim jumps out the ship and like you know has Darcy does a little somersault right there in the air places her down and he goes down into the river Tim she looks down one paddle, all, the third paddle, and the only thing you see, she turns around and walks away. I'm like, you didn't let the, the last paddle of the page, the hand of Tim comes out. If you would have waited even five more seconds, I'm, you I'm even, like, even going to be the deal, too, because she yells for Tim. She does have, you know, a hearing issue. He might have been yelling. She might not even know. But you end up having that play in, too, with she has her hearing aid deal that ends up being connected to the overall connection of the magistrate, she can end up stopping the autopilot of this whole, you know, deal and run it off the bridge and things. And it's a little, it's a little convenient, not convenient, but it was a little too quickly explained because it's we're dealing, well we're plan, dealing more That's with That's why we brought the deaf girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you end up where she's able to do that. And yeah, you end up having Tim pretty much in a badass move tumble flip and throw darcy as he's falling and then he goes into the drink which didn't look that far down plus he he has been yelling that he can't die but yet darcy's like yep he's gone and then walks away but what i did like and what i was going to say is at least since i've been reading a lot of times when you get the robins together Right. Yeah, hey there, Trucker Jason, the guy who kills, and you have Damien giving him shit, and then Nightwing comes Trucker in. Trucker Jason. Yeah, well, and he's just, yeah, yeah, piece of crap. And then you end up having Nightwing come in, and he's like, hey, everybody, it's me, it's Dick Grayson. I'm cool, everybody. I'm like the father figure that you wish you had, but you got Bruce. Like, you have that. Tim just shows up, and he's just usually just there. He usually he doesn't get done. involved. You don't have to impress but the nobody. problem is, is that you have Damien, who thinks I'm Batman's son. I should be the next Batman. You have Dick Grayson, who's already been the Batman. You have Jason Tadu and a lot of other stories. You do end up having that deal of, well, he tried and he died. Like, Jason's always the one in those other alt- – he's always dead or something bad happened. But you never get that Tim of like, well, where the hell do I fit in? And he does here in that one scene. 
where you have well, dude, Dick you Grayson. just got to go back and read when Damien first comes in, when Tim is Robin back in pre-Flashpoint and stuff like that. He doesn't know where he fits in well, anymore. Well, that's just what I'm saying. Red we Robin. haven't gotten that in 20 or 15 years now. And people, mostly who are listening to us, started at Rebirth. They didn't even read the new 52. Well, you should go back so with they the DC don't. Infinite Universe app mm. because you've got some really good stuff to mm. catch up on. I heard a lot of people aren't paying the money for that. So I thought that a lot of people, it seemed like only eight people even have it, including you and me in the whole people who are on the Patreon on that one poll. I'm saying these go people, back and read some, Jim. <laughs> people don't want to. People want to read the stories now and we haven't gotten anything with Tim. And I think that this does a good idea of giving them a reason to go back. There's nothing that has gone on with Tim Drake really in the past 11 years that I think anybody even cares. And he gets left behind all the time, even by the writers. They always have him just standing around. You know, you end up thinking about the Bat Burger with Tom King. What, what was Tim doing? There ain't nothing. He was just kind of sitting there. I don't know what anybody yeah. was doing. Well, no, I can tell you that Damien was pissed off that he kept getting a Jason character, you know, action figure in his thing. At least you have stuff for them to do. Then if you remember, Damien cried because he didn't find out about the wedding. and they were. But Tim just, people don't know what to do with him. And I think that this kind of gives you an idea like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should check him out uh, with that. But yeah, you, you're not going to get a lot of people to read everything from the past, especially a character that their introduction to him has been pretty bad. Uh, so with that, you know, I could tell everybody they should go read a lot of Damian Wayne or we could go on and on. But they a lot of people just it go with what they're enjoying right now. And this actually is a pretty enjoyable Tim Drake, even though he's talking trash yelling that he's never gonna die but then they leave him for dead even the magistrate you, this is, the stuff, thing but- is i i like this it's a little bit too hardcore tim drake where he's off on his own where i really wish he'd go and try to find bruce like he did after you know bruce got sent back in time before when he refused to believe that bruce was dead but with this he is on his own he is focus driven he's trying to maintain the bat family legacy by getting the job done and he's just really singly driven to this aspect where he is willing to sacrifice himself and others to get the job done it's not it's a kind of a grim tim drake now if you want a hopeful great tim drake go back to the 90s and even the 2000s because you get some really cool stuff here i like this though because while i don't appreciate the uh the way that tim drake is actually put like you know developed here because like i said he is kind of a single-minded sociopath with this whole idea it's really action-packed the art looks great and the thing is at the end it's like i want to know more about whether or not tim drake is now eternal immortal whatever you want to call it is he the next vandal savage i don't know maybe but I want to find out more next racial ghoul you end up with the idea though too that uh you know, I, I like, but in the first issue, I wish that they would have shown when you say, you know, what you, you had before and whatnot, and especially when you end up having Bruce lost in time, that sort of thing. I wish that we just didn't get the, the Tim Drake here of, yep, Batman's dead. He is D-E-D dead. I wish we would have seen the little spread page that showed us that for a year, he actually looked into it and could not find That's it. That's what and, I was saying last issue. And that, yeah, and I, I agree when you said that. And I think that that would really point out not just that Tim's an okay guy. That would really accentuate the idea that that's why nobody knows that Batman's alive, because if Tim Drake can't find out, you know, nobody's going to. Everybody's moved along. So, yeah, I wish we would have gotten more of that. He's a detective. Yeah, but overall, <laughs> I think that this was pretty good. I like the art. Uh, it is oh, yeah, a little too hardcore uh, with if you're there about the, you know, dark futures and things like this. But this isn't as dark as some of these others that people have not liked and i think no, that that's you not do dark get the goo that's on him can glow in the dark yeah it is he ends up with the mountain <laughs> dew. uh but yeah so i i liked it but overall it's a quick story some things kind of happen to happen like you said and you end up having darcy's like tim looks 
puts her head in her hands and oh, walks well. away as down below the hand is coming up. You don't know how to swim, it's Harris. Like the end of Carrie over yeah, here. Yeah, it is. It is. So you have that deal. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go positive with a seven. Uh, I could even go up to a seven five, maybe because I do like some of the shit talk that it's so bad, and I think that it's like that showed me that Tim Drake, he's a good boy. He's not used to the shit talk, and when he ends up getting all juiced up, he, he doesn't know how to do it. But uh, what would you go? Seven point five out okay. of ten. I'm going to go seven five as well. Then I'm going to go more positive because I did enjoy it. And I enjoyed talking with it, and it's one of those that's weird. Like the next book that we're going to talk about. Though I like this, I think, a little better. But some of these stories, you kind of end up giving the benefit because eh, it didn't piss me off. You know, I didn't get angry or whatnot. But the next one, there's just not enough to it. And I, I actually ended up, because me and you disagreed, the first issue of Future State Superman Wonder Woman. This is number two. And we disagreed because I thought that it was a little surface level. I didn't like the idea of, okay, when Yara Floor is going to be in a book, we're going to get a lot of, you know, eco stuff. And you get that again. Though it, it's not, you know, that bad, but it's just nothing happens here. It ends up a book that, uh, you know, I think that a lot more could have been done to give us a little more of John and especially Yara. But it's written by Dan Waters, art by Lila De Luca, colors by our colors by Nick Florida, letters by Tom Napolitano. I ended up writing it like that. Superman and Wonder Woman ends with a switcheroo. John fights Yara's battles and Yara fights John's. And in the end, the sun is happy to brighten our day once again. They're really, Which one? Yeah, well, the real one, I guess. There, there, Not there really yeah. wasn't much going on. The non-robot son, Eric. The, there, there wasn't much going on in the story overall. And I wanted, again, to learn a bit more about the characters themselves and how they work together. Uh, but if you're looking for a happier future state tale, this might fit the bill. And then it's just, it, it's, it's a generic blurb. Because it's kind of a generic issue to me. You don't get a ton well, that's here. The thing is I want to deal way more Solaris and the yeah. sun, Brazilian sun god. Because when we take a detour out of nowhere, I mean, like out of fucking nowhere, yeah. that the Cyrilicons is this this altered dimension that John has in the Fortress of Solitude that goes and allows, like you know, him to take care of this tiny planet in this altered dimension that is going around a black hole. And he needs to make sure that he blasts it with this energy, to, so it does a black hole gun to propel it away from the other black hole to make sure that these people the circlicons have one more just, day just of life imagine. he has to do this every yeah. day and i'm like but i guess superman doesn't go off and no, do a lot of you know just big space if battles he gets anymore captured or just imagine exactly that he fucks up you, on he almost overslept i'm and telling it you fucked. what happened if all of a sudden you know you end up switching the clocks up and this asshole didn't realize and he's like oh shit a whole planet's dead and it ends up it's supposed whole to planet in a micro alternate dimension that I'm ends like, up being. I, I want to deal with Solaris and the Sun God. That's all it, I want to deal with. It's being kept from a black hole to then lead to John getting a black hole gun made so that he can. But if then that's a leads, pure amplified yeah, form of atomic energy that leads then for Yara to use that on Solaris, who then is going to burn bright, Eric. But that means he's not red. It. It's all just a hokey thing thrown there. And with that, Just, this is the only way we can defeat Solaris with this whole switcheroo, like you know, like like uh, what is that? Uh, like strangers on a train. You do my murder, I do your murder, kind of thing. You see, and or if throw a mama from the train if you prefer that, because I know I do. But I know it's like, do. all right, John, Egg. you. Uh, you, you <laughs> <Egg>. <laughs> Shut up, mama. <laughs> but uh, 
where you have John. He's too weak to fight Solaris, and Solaris has given off red sun energy, so there's nothing that John can really do against us. It was stupid for him to say he was going to have a test of strength of them to begin with. So it's like, all right, Yara, you're going to go do that while I go race freaking the, the Brazilian sun god with the moon's headless steed. And which, which still has a head. Has a head. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But on top of it, to add this idea, it's like, when he passed out last issue and then like Yara brought him to the force of solitude. But then we have to say, yeah, you woke up, you know, just in time for that. Let us in. And then oh he passed God. out again. Like the steps along the way were just felt so weird. And then he wakes up. Oh my God. This alternate insect people who I have to save from the black hole in their galaxy every morning. Yara's just going to take that gun. Huh? Black hole gun. You say have to I'm like <laughs> the, the, this whole story where I actually found it really intriguing with the idea of the sun God, the moon God, even Solaris coming in for this whole thing, bringing in some Grant Morrison nonsense into this universe, this timeline. This is fun stuff to me, but for the, the way that we're going to resolve it all, I'm like it just feels really cliched and hackneyed at times and really forced. I'm like, why would you do this? You had enough cool stuff going on here. If you didn't on top of the idea of that, you could have shown the relationship that Yara and Superman have. I'm not even talking about like, you know, a sexual relationship, but they're just best good friends, friendship, even, yeah. something. Or maybe a blossoming romance. I don't know, but maybe you don't get much because the, the idea too hinges on a lot of stuff. It hinges on, you know, if I'm Solaris, I'm there and like, hey, Solaris, uh, by the way, I'm going to show fight me what you. you got. I'm going to fight you instead of John. But then if you beat me, then you get to, I'm like, you ain't making up I'm the rules here. I'm, 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 just, like, I'm, no. I'm destroying Earth and screwing yeah. all the Superman no. people And over. then she's Screw like, it. why don't you want to do it? And please don't look at the gun I'm holding and ask anything about it. But we're going to fight, right? <laughs> oh, okay. What does this do anything for Solaris? He's like, eh, whatever. I'll, you know, it, it, it's so up. And then when you have John go. No, no, no. no. What, what, that's the thing that's off is like, look, the Yara stuff is weird because you're just wondering what the whole time, like, Solaris, why are you going with any of this? <laughs> now, John going to the Brazilian sun god and saying, you know, like, look, if you beat me, you, you can have the bragging rights that you beat the Superman. You just pretty much have to work on his ego like Yara did. This works for me until the point where when Yara shoots Solaris with the gun, making his bright, you know, red flame of the sun turn blue. And he's like, oh, no. And he scoots off to that point where John, the other side of the freaking galaxy, uh, the other side of the Earth, whatever, nowhere near Solaris. He's like, man, I can feel Solaris is gone. My powers are instantly back and I can win. I'm like, mom. And Nothing here is good about you, what's happening. You right tell now. me if this is just me being crazy. Am I crazy, Eric? Or you end, up, crazy, probably. you end up having, and I'll get back to John's eco talk there that we had, but you end up John saying, listen, we can't go around the earth. You know, a sun can't zip around the earth like this because that caused problems before. So how about we go off to Pluto? Now, I understand Solaris is burning red and burning bright, right? That's right. It's even at Pluto. <laughs> but they go off to Pluto. At that point, though, at times, John is pretty much right next to the sun. The the sun who is burning yellow, that would be the idea that he'd get some power back. And so with that, he's on the horse, the, the ending up of the moon, where the moon horse, the headless horse that has a head, can't go fast. It's not that John's flying and he doesn't have enough power. It's that the horse is worried about John and won't go fast because John doesn't have enough power to sustain himself in space with all this stuff and whatever. John keeps urging him to go. But at points, he is right next to the sun. He He's, yeah. he's racing the sun now, Solaris, that would power which is him by up. Earth fighting Yara while they're out of Pluto. 
I feel like this is enough distance from that red yes, Solaris, you that's know, what fake I'm saying. sun. Right next to a yellow sun. Now you can Now what's worse? That or the idea after this is all said and done, Solaris is taken care of and there's to shut up the freaking Brazilian sun god. John actually goes and punches the actual <laughs> sun, which knocks out the Brazilian sun. How do you punch the sun? I go, no, usually, you know, I do it. I usually slap them around a little. I don't, you know, I close fist. Some, you know, or... some like, you know, sunscreen oh, right here. I thought you said, <laughs> how do I punch my sun, Sarah? Oh, I didn't know what you were talking about. I do, I do not approve of that. <laughs> and but calling the cops. Even, <laughs> even that or what you do then is have Solaris, he's burning bright white dwarf blue, whatever. He's going on and like, hey, John's going to be back and now you can't stop him. But you still don't really have the sun. It, it does. But he's oh, like, no. oh shit, <laughs> I will now retreat like a robot son. <laughs> and goes off. But then when you do end up having this where John then ends up defeating the sun. Now with that, like we said, he is being powered at that point then by the sun that he's right next to, that he was all the time. I can't think that Solaris was burning so bright, like you said, to go to Pluto and end up where right next to a sun because he is powered up by the actual sun that he's racing. And so he ends up being okay. He's going to go. But the progression of him punching the, the Brazilian sun god didn't even play out well for me. It, not it, even that's the thing is it's not even punching the Brazilian no, sun god. It's like the idea the sun, I'm gonna man. punch the actual sun, which this guy says man. he is so he's gonna feel the pain that I caused the actual sun. Yeah. Which somehow is a thing. Which to me, like when Oh, he thought he thought outside the what box happens, he thought about that hoodoo yeah. god magic. What happens when this the Brazilian sun god goes to sleep at night? When he goes back to the farm and goes to sleep. His brother his comes brother out. His brother comes out and takes over, right? So to me, when you punch out the sun and he gets knocked out, that sun goes off. They, they end up – the world's done. <laughs> he has just destroyed planet Earth. I understand you know, the woo-woos. He punches the sun to knock out the sun god. And even in that panel, we don't see any sun. And then they wake him up later. The sun, you know, Maybe it's because the idea – if you played it where, oh, my God, I got to get back to the farm. It's time for nighttime for my brother. Allow me. Boom and punches him out. Then, then that plays out actually a lot better, even though he's still punching the sun, but he's turning it off for night. But they don't play it out that way. It was very confusing with that. And then they wake him up. I do like the idea after they do wake him up and bring him back to the Fortress of Solitude that even though they have defeated him, they are going to placate him when his yeah, ego is like Superman's that. a good guy. I actually this like whole that. thing. It's like it's my wait, only so part I that I really like. That I thought Superman and Wonder Woman to a standstill. They'll never doubt the power of the sun again because that's all he cares about. People like, you know, giving shit to the, like the idea of the sun god. Wonder Woman, she is furious, but thank God Superman is behind her. Yes, good on you, Quat. What a battle. She's like, like uh, and then she sure. has, oh, sure. And then I she, like this part. And then she a went lot. and it's punched the, the moon. The I ended up actually by then, I understand that he wants people to praise him and things like that, but. He seemed to be more amicable with them, the first issue. Like, they were actually going to try to stop, you know, the whole deal. And he's going to race and all that because he won at praise. Uh, but it didn't seem like he was a real, real dick like this. But it was okay. I did like that ending of it. But, yeah, in the middle, I said, I think that the, the thing you should worry about is when Yara Floor shows up, we're going to get a lot of talk about, you know, the, the eagle ecology and, and things like that and it's just out of nowhere john's like yep we almost died that one time oh i know no no not from solaris or dark side or even brainiac the the things that the human did like it's more aerosol cans and the trash island i'm like i don't know why we have to stop to talk about this just to tie it in supposedly 
to the bug Somebody's planet. Got a gem. The bug planet. All right. <laughs> like, oh, and then at the end, you get a nice little deal because Yara's like, you never took a day off. I mean, you should. Also, what he should have done is told a lot of people Who's about this. Who's going to take care of the circle arms if I freaking take a day off, Yara? I can't have that. And that's the thing. John is very irresponsible because if he ends up getting captured or he needs to go somewhere, they're done. Look, Why not tell Yara, more people about you gotta it? you got to understand. I've grown a lot as here. You don't know this, but when I was a younger Superman, I fucked up and put Metropolis in a bottle. I wasn't thinking things through, but now I'm more She's of a, like, oh, a shit, I, Superman and I you? have responsibilities. I have to take care of this lousy micro bug people in their black hole problem yeah and and that's all it is it's like one of those Give me the gun i'll do it for a day it's it's there to it's there for a nice purpose it's there to show that john does care and he thinks and you know all that it just is hokey and out of nowhere and no, it is one, one super villain takes him out for a day those people are gone that's, that's all why it takes. he should have all of those justice league just members, imagine right? the just the justice league are here oh my god despero's back in town no fuck that war world's back in town but it's out outside the galaxy we need to go right now I don't know. I got plans at 10 a.m. tomorrow. I got to save the bug people. Oh, my God. I got to get to bed. I got to get up early tomorrow. 1030. Rise and shine. Here I am. I'm the Superman of Metropolis for a reason, guys. Damn right. Yeah, I'm Superman of this black hole, a bug planet. And, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that come up. That, those are things where we laugh all the time when you, you try to make something nice or good or, you know, whatever, but it just doesn't make sense overall. With that, now he should go and do like the old school and make his robots, Eric, of all of his Superboy robots. No, I agree. That'd be cool as hell. They used to do that all the time. Even Kalex should be doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to have something that really doesn't get tied up in things like a Superman would. But it's nice enough to show that John cares. And I, I like the art enough. Um, No, I think the book looks good. And I like that ending with Kuat the Sun God. But beyond that, it's just. Well, I, think I don't that know, the, like the stuff that you want to deal with, you don't deal with. And then, then when you get back to it, it's just forced to a conclusion. And it's so I still don't understand. Overall. Like, it's like, what's going on? I'm Solaris. And where's Superman? Oh, I'm going to race you right in. No, <laughs> you're not going to fight me. I'm fighting Superman. Oh, well, well, I'm going to be here with this big gun. That's kind of what I no. do. I'm Solaris. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about Wonder Woman. I, I, I'm here for Superman. Oh, well, you can fight him if you beat me. No, no, no. I, we're not doing a round robin here. It's a poker gym <laughs> This isn't March Madness. We are now going to destroy the Earth because you are nonsense. And John, where he can fulfill his timing with the bug people, he is late. I'm destroying the world. Yeah. And by the end, I'd give it a six, though. I actually don't think it's well. yeah, I don't think it's horrible. I think, like I said, if you want one of those stories. It could that be so much more, though. It could. And it's one of those two. A lot of these books are saying it could use another issue. This, that's not the problem. It's just the nonsense that gets thrown in here and really starts to make things go wacky. But we're going to finish up with one last book. Best for last, Derek. What is that? Future State Green Lantern number two, written by Jeffrey Thorne, Josie Campbell, and Robert Venditti, with art by Tom Rainey, Mike Atea, and World Design, Andy Tong, Will Quintana, Dave Sharp, Dexter Soy, Alex Sinclair, and Steve Wands. We've got three Green Lantern stories here, and while last issue, the two backups saved the issue for me, this time around, there really isn't anything to save anything. You've got your powers, John Stewart's story where he fights off the Cun Cult, and a Teen Lantern story that could take place tomorrow, 
and how Jordan doing fuck all as he flies through space and points at things we've seen in other future state books before finally running into Joe Mullen. Not much going on here at all. No, and it's 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 confusing hey, Jim, to me. Were you happy to see that Orion is the god in red after those tiny people I loved it, Eric. hanging out I in John Stewart's belt? I thought it was great. <laughs> I, I was reading this and each page I'm turning. Below Ken's, man. Below Ken's. Below Ken's. I'm sitting there the like. The real star of the story. I mean, because she's a Green Lantern, right? No. And so no. You, you go. No, she's not. And every page turn, I'm sitting there saying, Who the fuck is Jon Stewart? Where are these Green Lanterns? It's bad enough that you don't have the Green Lantern power, but we're here to show that they don't need that. And Jon Stewart is barely in. Now, and that's the thing. A setup issue without a lot of John because he's got, but the, the finale? You end up with no well, John Stewart. Even this, the the book starts out. He's in a stasis field, captured by the cunts. He breaks his way free, fights all around, and then gets knocked back out and put back <laughs> in a stasis field. Pilo Kens has to come down and save the goddamn day <laughs> because you know what? I don't know if you know this or not, but her people. They come from a planet that things are like, my name is B. Lukens. I'm not from around here. You won't have heard of my world. Bit of a hellscape, really. Everything's a fucking hellscape, but everything there kills you. The air, the animals. I said I thought that this was the planet Australia. I even sent you a message. I'm like, well, what's going on? <laughs> B. Lukens. I, I'm, I'm telling you, when people, but you, you know, know, just imagine too, because you have the B. Lukens and her people. The, Every time you people say it, I want to laugh. <laughs> They thrive. We adapt. <laughs> We're not the bloody fighters Kundia makes, but we've got one thing over you. Two things, really. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> maybe three. You know what? Now that I think three. of it, we might have those? four. Maybe a fucking baker's dozen. <laughs> We're the best weaponers in spiral arm. No one can touch us. My planet's, my planet's called Imsk. And when an Imskian wants something to die, it dies. It dies. dies. So to get this, we have Bilu Kens who blows the, all these guns up here to try to save the fucking day. And in the stasis field, we have a mini little rocket that shoots out of John Stewart's arm <laughs> and then goes up to the main coon, the freak of the con, who is the worshiper of the, you know, the god in red. And as this is going on, he's like, what is these flies around me? These things break off into littler ships, go around this, this cunned warrior and make a mother box where they boom tube in Orion, who is their god in red. And it's not an Orion you've ever seen before because, like, again, maybe this would have worked better if we would have actually seen anything of the new gods beside. Like, we didn't even see the new gods. We just saw Shiloh, Shiloh and Norman doing but stuff with the mother box. Like. like, this is a big deal because after the death metal, we couldn't find anything with the dark side. We didn't know what's anything about High Father, uh, New Genesis, Apocalypse. We didn't know the status quo. So when we actually just have these Imskian people, these little minuscule people, and they're little tiny rockets, like it's fucking inner space coming around and build a boom tube to boom tube their god in here. And it's like, what's going on? I am not pleased about this. Like Orion looks crazy. It looks like he is playing God. And he's like, and the thing is, he is a new God. He is a God, but you don't ever see him act like this freaking kind of idea. Orion is not pleased. You who claim to be my faithful, take heed. I'm like, I, I need to know what's going on here because all of a sudden it's pretty much, look, uh, I'm not the god of war. I am the god of soldiers. John Stewart, he's my boy. Fuck all you cunts. And, and like, you know what the play is here? And you end up having Jeffrey Thorne trying to go to that, but he's run out of space, whatnot, because legitimately right now, 
And this is even the play that Mark Russell had in that second son. So I'm not going to say that this is me being, you know, oh, look at Jim being philosophical or whatever. But if Jesus came down here and said, hey, everybody, you know what? I'm okay with a lot of things that everybody says I'm not, whatever. They'll kill him. They'll be like, no, 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 you're not the real God. And you'll, you'll end up dying. And they try, no, to, go, watch, they try to go with that. Where that he's is like, your real name. Listen, Jesus, listen. You have made me angry. I'm your God, and I'm a God of soldier, not of, you know, nonsense killing and stuff. And I like this John Stewart. And the guy's like, no way. You're a blasphemer. You're not real. Goes to get him, and they just knock him out, and it's over. You end up having the inside deal in his head pretty much blowing up and everybody exploding because of what's inside him. Well, you have this bit as well, because the whole thing is, it seems like, I'm telling you, Nort's dead. Salak is buried under rubble. We're told that he's on his way out. Nobody seems to give a shit about poor Salak who's buried there and on his last breath. But the whole thing, it does seem like while we are evacuating people from this Kund invasion who follow the God in red, it really seems that John's motivation for a lot of this, that armor that the main Kund's wearing is like, it's the body of the Green Lantern RRU-9-2, what of mine, and I'm taking him home. And then the idea that Imskin, like, no, no, we like him here. We're going to rebuild this dude, and we're going to live in here because we're tiny little rocket people. I'm yeah, like, we're rocket people. We're going to rebuild this. Could be a fucking Green Lantern really? story. And all of a sudden, then, then John gets a gauntlet and can That's make a I was sword. That's what I say. I'm like, what? That? what? You're going to rebuild him? Well, I kind of like this hand. <laughs> I'm going to make a sword. And even with that, I think the art's a little better. Then the first issue, the art actually threw me off a bit, I, I, but there's it, points. It's okay, but everybody in my mind is a big head person. Well, what happens is, and I'm glad you said that, Eric, because when you end up having John with the ring, and he's like pointing his fist towards you, and it's like, Not a tattoo, even with right? the battery gone, even, he looks like Wee Man. I'm like, there's Wee Man there with his ring there, looking cute. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so you, you're going all through this, though, and we're not getting John Stewart, and this is the thing about this this is what yeah, i just do it and this is the thing too is when we ended up having the superman book the philip kenny johnson where we said we wanted to see superman war world that's what it's going to be about this is worse because you're going through this and you have you the setup, and it seems like even though these backups in this issue don't she's hit, getting a series coming out of this i thing. bet why can they focus on things like did you end up Running out of ideas with John Stewart, the military man. So a military man, he keeps fighting. So let's get B. Lou Kens involved. But I want John Stewart. I She's want John Stewart skin. with this. And and you have people like nobody seems to like this because it's just ridiculous. You have him getting captured. Then he breaks up. Then he gets captured. Then, then he captured. Has rocket. The little guy is coming out in the in the thing. It reminded me of the American Dad, where the boys down at the lab had the rocket zipper deal, where the rocket shoots and then puts your zipper up. I'm like, I, I don't know where he got these the things. Treehouse of Horror episode where Lisa has the little civilization in the freaking cup right there, and the the rebigulators and the debigulators. For some reason, it just seems like this little civilization that like now lives in John Stewart's pocket. Are you also going like, to tell me we're, it's we're, slavery with a couple extra steps or whatnot? We can no, go with I that, wouldn't tell you that. that. So. But yeah, like, what what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, really. And then we go. Bilu Kens. And at, she's a badass. At points, you're getting so I much of Bilu Kens that you just have to stop and go. What is going on here? Let, is this the Bilu Kens book? Is it the Bilu Kens show? The thing is, I, I'm shaking my head and wondering what's going on this whole time because I want a Green Lantern story. This is the main Green Lantern story. 
I'm not getting anything out of this except for the, you know Jeffrey Thorne setting up alien races that I don't care about and not showing me anything of the current status quo except hey we ain't got no power rigs oh but then when you go into the next Teen Lantern story like hey you know Brit Bendis did fuck all to kind of set this character up let's see what we can do going forward with this character of Kelly Kelly Quintella and when we show up and we see her that she's on oh oh my god that's exciting and then you see these things that they say are guardians. And I don't know what the hell these are because these are tall blue aliens, and I have no idea these why this is going on. These were kind of set up a little in the Grant Morrison deal. They have new guardians now that actually oh, set that we up. We are actually going off of Grant Morrison's of the Green yeah, Lantern they, stuff. He and ended we, up introducing. He fucked up continuity. I actually ended up. I was going to actually message you because Fuck I know me. you hadn't really read any of that, and we were talking about no, these, and that seems to I've be tried, from it. It's hard. No, Eric. I still just before we go on with that, I just want to have one little thing with you again, <laughs> where where oh, I really. Okay, where I really shook my head was where, okay, what's John Stewart up to? And then you end up having, but Skipper, what are you going to do? My job and do Big D, my sprocking job. <laughs> like, why are we concentrating on this? But yeah, you end up going with I'm with John Stewart. <laughs> my job and do Big B. I'm like, I don't know who that is either. Wasn't that somebody in the freaking men at work, the, the band? Look, so, we got to save RRU-9-2, you yeah, know, the fan favorite Green Lantern. I'm sitting there going like... Thank you, I think he did have an action two, figure, too. Two, yeah, <laughs> you end up, but again, that's like one of those things where you have a problem. And a lot of these books, but this reminds me a lot of a, a, a Brian Michael Bendis, where instead of telling a story, he's just throwing out names and then kind of putting them together. We'll have a rocket with the rocket little people. They make a, a, a mother box and then we'll make... But yeah, the Kelly Quintella, I think the art's really good. Kind of looks a little bit younger than I would expect her to. Not well, that's much. the thing okay. is, because it's a future state book. And like I said in my thing, this could take place tomorrow because Kelly Quintella, this is could like telling you, yesterday the Young Justice series just ended. This take, And then we're talking about it today. And this takes place tomorrow for like future state in my mind was a little bit more than tomorrow. Yeah, because and she's especially still a little girl. she's a little girl, one thing. But also the idea either This is a prelude to what's going on to the Green Lanterns going forward. That's not it's not a future this state is just story. Thrown in to Jordan. try to get something out of what her gauntlet is, and they don't really do it anyway. But you end up having this and the idea, even if you say it's in the future, ah, the art's a little off, whatever. John Stewart's a real dick then because he basically said, Hey, I'll we'll check things out. Never showed up and now she's waiting for him. She's like John Stewart here, like he said he was going to do. And you have this talk of, well, what, I want to know more that, about the Joe Mullen. Joe Mullen is the freaking end-all, be-all Green Lantern anymore because here she is. She has an experimental ring. She's gone off to the far sector. It doesn't even have a sector title to go solve a murder for the Green Lantern Corps. We don't know anything about her. And now this girl who has stolen Green Lantern power and like something that looks like Krona's gauntlet. All right, we're going to send this young girl to freaking Joe Mullen. I'm like, <laughs> like, how did she become the end all and be all at once? The next story, she's there to and throw like shade her, at hell. I like her a lot, but yeah, we don't even know what her ring really is yet. We didn't build this character up at all. How's anybody going to accept how her things if you just are say, now. this is the best Green Lantern ever because we say she is? Now, again, it makes sense. She when hasn't you, even had a full series but yet. But it makes sense when the light's out and she's able to use a ring because of the idea of something different. Well, That's so different. Freaking Kelly's able is, to use her yeah, gauntlet, this too. This is them just sending people Al out Jordan to places. seems fine, too. What I like, though, is there's the, you know, the Guardians, these new Guardians, and they're like, oh, yeah. So you tell me I got to read that Grant no, Morrison nonsense to no, understand Green Lantern stuff going no, forward because they're going tell you. This is something that they're dealing with in this, which is going to go forward with the Green Lantern book. So obviously, I need to know what's going on. They just sadly, they just look different. 
they're just Why? they're just newer guardians that are there and the, the emotions are down and all that stuff. So you end up though with a funny deal because I'm thinking oh. the editors are talking through this and going, Man, what did Bendis do? That gauntlet sure looks like Krona's gauntlet, and that's disturbing. It, it might and as it well have just been us talking about it when she was first introduced in the Young Justice series about, hey, this kind of seems like Krona's gauntlet. You think it's along the same lines? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. And then they, you get the idea, well, if it's that dangerous, maybe she should take it off. Oh, my God, Eric, it's fusing to her. She might not be. A, so you end up. Well, that's no. You, uh, Why? I'm saying, but that's only so that she just can't take it off, and that's that. And so the, oh, well. Well, do we learn how it connects to the battery? No, Eric, because they're confused with it. But they're going to go and go off of Oa. Look, tra- Look, Why aren't they looking the into it in Oa? We trace the energy signature, Jim. We found where the gauntlet originated. So we're going to put you, know, Why would you over go here there? on MoGo to go meet Joe Mullet over here to investigate. I wouldn't you know, do we'll that go, with her. It. She isn't. <laughs> I mean, that's just basically like a kid picks up a sword and you're like, Oh, we're going to see you go fight with that over, you know, wherever. It just, it doesn't make sense to have her go and investigate this. This should be something very big to the Guardians themselves. Get somebody to go. But yeah, you're going to get Mogo to go with her. That to me is just a fan service deal. But then well, the you trap is, a little well, girl in a, in a dark sector for years. It's, it's crazy. Well, that's the weird part because we start going in between sectors here where it's all dark. There's no light because, you know, we're just traveling through space at this point in time. And the central power battery goes down. So you have Mogo just go dark here. And for some reason, he can leech off the stored energy in her gauntlet. But I don't understand that, like, enough to have some sentience and talk to her. But in this nothingness of space, which Mogo is saying, look, there's nothing out of here. You don't have to worry about shit. It's freaking dead space. We have some shadow monsters teleport onto the planet that then she has to fight off. I'm like, why is this going on? I don't, know. I don't understand. And why does she still like? I, why does she still have power? Is it just because it's stored up there? Because it's a we gauntlet. Don't know but we gr- don't know. That's the thing is, we don't know how her power works because everything we were told before this, besides for the idea that it's stored, is that it hacks into the main power battery. And if the main power battery's down, she should have no power as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with that. You know, maybe, and you have a weird deal because it is a future state. So if you do go in the future, you would hope that She's they like would they old, would already they would have already have figured out this stuff. She could be out doing things, whatever. But you're also dealing with a future state that lights out. So having you go ahead, but obviously I'm she's telling still you, lights out tomorrow. Yeah, and so you're throwing a character that Brian Michael Bendis didn't do enough with. You want to expand, but you can't because of the way this is all set up. And then by the end, you, you learn shit about shit, and you strand a little girl on a planet out in the dark sector for years well, upon years. even this whole thing, where it ends, like, she fights off these shadow alien monsters kind of thing by just punching the ground a little bit, and it's like this. Mogo told me there's some kind of oath real heroes take, something about the darkness and fighting the light. My gauntlet's battery is enough to keep Mogo awake, but it won't get us out of the void. That's okay. So we had this little girl, but at the end of this, she's able to take off the gauntlet and leave it sitting there. I like. I thought it was bonded to her, so they couldn't take it off. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. And and with that, you don't even really get the idea of a story where a little girl is learning to be a hero and learning to face her fears with because she's scared. She uses she's the gauntlet, so childlike and then this. she ends up just getting in the fetal position and crying, and then leaves the gauntlet down. Hopefully, somebody will come and find them after punching the ground. And so, in the end, it's nothing. And in a way. That upsets me because we do like Kelly 
and I want oh, yeah, to, I want know, to know more about, more about her. her so much. And I want just a competent like, writer to actually fill like in the Jenny gaps. Hex. We want us. it more as well. And the gaps, they are wide because she did nothing. We we barely saw her do a construct in that whole run of Young Justice. We had that one issue where we did see that she got the gauntlet in a trash heap. It was an alien deal. But other than that, she kind of was just in the back the whole time, not really doing much. So I wanted to know more about it so that we can go forward and know some more when we get back, even if you have to. And that's the weird thing. And now that I think about it, if they ended up solving everything about the deal here, then you couldn't do it then in the past when we go back. Like you said, it seems a day later. But if we have her find out everything about the gauntlet in this future state, what will we do in the regular continuity to get to that? We just have her standing around wondering. So that's what I but even then, even if you go back, if she found out, why would she not know that? So it's all bullshit. But the idea is that Jeffrey Thorne, where you had the cover come out for his first Green Lantern, she's on the cover, she's there, and people are like, oh, man, Kelly Contell, and he's like, yeah, I, I don't really like her that much. He didn't say that, but he said, yeah, she's not really going to be featured. So I don't think she's going to be in it that much. He ended up saying that that's not his character. He's not going to be. Maybe we'll get, you know, uh, is your first or something. I know. You can tell me we're going to have a whole book on B. Lucas. Maybe that's what he said. The funny thing is like what they, what you do in this comic game is you make up this. I saw what Tynan did with that punchline. Look at that guy. I saw Bendis with the Naomi. B. Lucas, everybody. Hashtag B. Lucas. It's my world now, baby. And he's going to do this. And it just, it just didn't work and this didn't work as well we're not getting any info then we go off to the last part and it is how jordan's no. story and here we are too when lights is out. No. and i'm again this could be tomorrow when lights out happens because it just seems like it's just going to happen immediately from what we got from the teen lantern story and but why does how jordan still why is he still able to use his ring why does he still a green lantern the last green lantern and well it is diddy i just wanted to use the sound but with this, this plays so much like Renegade, where the Green Lanterns were gone, yeah, the Lost Army. But that no, I'm saying it plays so much like it that it's playing off like this was a story that was written without that lights out. That this is something that is not included in it because he's able. It doesn't make sense. Now he mentions the idea. He has a rebuilt ship that's powered off of his ring to fly through space to try to find the Green that's Lantern the thing. Corps. I thought that he was roasting his chestnuts there. It looks like where he's you know doing the, the tea bagging down into that. I actually think that what Robert Van Diddy is trying to do, because he mentions it, is that you have the you know I'm living will. I think that he's trying to play off that still because even that's says, the thing is I we used all on- that before when he made his own ring with his willpower. I'm saying that is an incredible feat, but you were still you know bound to the like you created a tool to tap into the power battery. That's what you did. Well, it was an amazing feat, but I you're think still that's tied what he's to playing the emotional with, spectrum though. of the battery, and it doesn't make sense because he's playing this off like a Joe Mullins or even a Kelly where. You got these power reserves or a different deal. Well, Joe, we don't we don't know why Joe is able to do it. We know that she has a different kind of ring, is using willpower differently to fuel it. So we went and with the basic you don't idea need a battery. we don't know anything. Yeah, you don't know exactly. you don't need the Green Lantern battery, so it, it charges different. So that works out. Kelly's doesn't really work out that much, except it might have I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry, was, they really you know told you it stores the energy in there, but before all of the lead up to this whole thing in Young Justice that it hacks into the main yeah. power battery. She's hacking into the Green and Lantern Corps. And it stores it for a while. But this doesn't make sense. Hal's going around. 
Everybody else is gone. But like I said, this seems like a Venditti story that might have been laying around since the Renegade deal. And he just kind of retro it. But it doesn't make sense because there's hell using the ring over and over and over. It mentions that he died once. He was living will. But that doesn't solve what you're doing here. And it's nice to see how. It's nice to see him in a Green Lantern book, whatnot. But he's just. Like, he's still in a Green Lantern book. He's, well, the Green Lantern. he's in the Green I'm saying, though, nobody really cares about that. That's not selling great. That's why we're going back. And, and you end up having Jeffrey Thorne on the record legitimately saying he hates Hal Jordan. So I don't know how much we're going to see in his deal. Uh, I'm sure he'll be in it, though. But you end up where it's Hal just going around patrolling. Trying to figure out what happened to the Green Lantern Corps. It's very much, again, like the Renegade, where you had the Lost Army, where they were lost. They were blinked out. There were no Green Lanterns. Unfortunately, set up a deal that it looked like he was to blame. And even when Joe comes we back. We never dealt with that. Well, when Joe comes there and says, again, it feels like the Renegade deal. Where were you when the Corps needed you? What are you talking about? You know, we've seen all of this. And nobody ends up saying, like, oh, man, where was Hal? What ha-? Because we don't know. When it blinked out of what happened, I and just how like that the happened, idea. Where everybody like he, was all from their own. When he crash lands and there's Joe Mo in there, where were you when the court needed you? I really just needed a little bit more dialogue where House says, "Who, who are, are you? you?" That's what he should have said. Who are you? I don't know. I don't know you. And so, like the idea that Hal wasn't there during a big fight, where uh, no, because you end up having Jessica off on her own guys on a different planet. John's there. So this doesn't seem like it was something where there was a big battle. And when they lost, uh, the batteries went out, whatever. So I don't know where were you when the core needed you? Well, how would you know what's going on? Why aren't you going after the rest of them and whatnot? It just was just a weird cliffhanger to a story that made no sense. It's a story that's just on there. And where you're saying, how does Hal use this ring? I don't think they, they just want Hal in a book and threw him in here. And it doesn't even seem like Robert Venditti even knows the rules that he was playing with, especially when well, like maybe he's said, playing with rules that nobody else knows about that well, he never set up with his own. That's run. just as bad. But you have to know that. And then it says continued. I mean, I think that, you know, you're having that here making it seem like, oh, my God, that's just everything. But you also had Kelly, who, like you said, legitimately, it seems like lights out happened a day after everything we dealt in the regular continuity. So it just doesn't make sense with Hal. No, the Hal's like, listen. I was commandeered by that Grant Morrison, that crazy-ass wacko. He ended up making me do real weird shit. But, yeah, you go forward with this and we'll see how it is. It's just so funny to think about it. We have Lights Out, which, like I said, it could be tomorrow with that Teen Lantern story. And the the way it's spelled out online with, you know, everybody who got their timelines for Future State and stuff like that. This book, which originally was supposed to be called The Last Lantern, and they have it spelled out on all the timelines, it's set for 2035. So... Pretty much, it seems like our lanterns will never get their power back. And is that what the Green Lantern story is going for? It's like, all right, everybody, here's a bunch Sounds of Green Lanterns. Great. Yeah. They, they got no powers. But when we have that as just, you know, what it is here, you get things like the, you know, Jessica Cruz that shows that she's great without that. Like, that's what you want. She's that, even better but, with the Yellow Lantern. But then we get these things, and you're like, I don't know. I, I really didn't enjoy it. it. It was not good at all. And I'm worried about the Green Lantern book. Now, Again, guy God is going to spend his days drinking on an alien planet, being making their up God. his own warriors, and now they're going to worship Lobo. Uh, but with that, this is another one where you could say, well, Jeffrey Thorne's kind of has to play with these rules of no, ran- you know. So when we get back, maybe he can do something better when they are. 
just the the core and doing things but we'll see we'll see what it's leading to the lights out thing isn't the problem the problem was the initial green lantern story that he wrote like you and i we really liked the guy gardner and jessica cruz backups where you didn't have any rings it was fun character interactions he didn't get that with john i think that he thinks you did I think that he's like, I showed how John is. Like, like, no, you, you didn't do it. You did not do it, Ronnie. But, uh, yeah, man, what would you give this? Fuck you, Five. I did not enjoy a single one of the stories that we had. Yes, the book looks great all the way around, even though the main John Stewart story, they have a little bit of a big head syndrome as far as I'm concerned, but it still looks fine overall. The other two stories, they look even better. It's just nothing really gets done in anything in this. Like I said, the last backups and the last, like the two backups and the last issue saved the issue for me. They made up for everything that was wrong with that first story. There is nothing to really appreciate here at all in my mind. Yeah, and Dexter Soy's art in that Hal deal was great. But yeah, oh, there's just amazing. a lot of nothing. Fuck you! I'm giving it as well, Eric. Fuck you, Five. It just, you're writing a story that just was just not good and didn't show what Kyle even Rader those backups could have. left out yeah, and really. Baz. Kelly Quintella. <laughs> no, Kyle Rayner. He's he's back doing his trolling. Like we, did, we didn't have we didn't have a freaking uh, Joe Mullen story. She's in other places in Future State, but she still showed up. Seriously, in here, like, I mean, Kyle she, she's coming Baz. up. Future is springing eternal for Joe Mullins. I mean, really. He's the torchbearer, the only Green Lantern in the universe for years, and somehow he has lost so much favor in DC that don't even do anything We're with him anymore. We're almost done that, that Far Sector book, and I'm not even getting the idea in that book that she is fully convinced that she's going to remain a Green Lantern even. I think that she's yeah. going to have some issues, but yet it's all, you know, everything's coming up. Joe Mullins here, and she's cool, but we still don't she even know cool. about her ring. And so that's a weird thing to, you know, push us or being the deal. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is DC's Love is a Battlefield, the Valentine's Day anthology special. I like to call it the Pat Benatar book, but that's just me, Eric. But yeah, that's mine, too. I gave it an eight, I believe. I I was really into it. Well, she would want her money for the Love is a Battlefield. She's like, I did that Danny Aiello. I believe now that was in the Madonna deal. I forget who her father was in the Love is a Battlefield. She goes off to be a hooker, Eric. That's what happens when you end up having a poor now family life. Now all life, Danny Aiello. And you end up having Pat Benatar, like, arguing with her mom and dad. Hey, you, you're nonsense. And then she walks out to leave and looks back, and her brother's looking through the window, and she's, like, waving, and then goes off to be a hooker, Just Eric. tell people to watch it instead. Look at be a hooker. Uh, it's it's Love not the greatest. It's not the greatest video, father. but I do enjoy it. I think he was more of like a uh, a Hispanic uh, fellow, if I remember right. But you'll have to look at him. He looked like maybe like a Geraldo Rivera. Okay. Do you, do they have a, a look at him? Does he look like maybe he could be Geraldo Rivera's brother? Just that, uh, or am I thinking if he, of if he has another? A, if he has video? a mustache. I maybe. think he had. I thought he had a mustache in that, but. You'd have to look. Well, not in this, you know, okay. headshot he has on well, AMTV. Seriously, you don't have a mustache in the headshot, Eric. That'd be a mustache shot. You don't need that. The mustache rides, they're five cents. You end up for next week, we have He hasn't a bunch worked since of, 1990. He might be dead. <laughs> I mean, dead. really. He did die. Yeah. 1989. That stinks, Eric. He, he ended <laughs> he had up, something come out there after he died. He did something as a ghost. Holy crap, Eric. You cracked the code. Oh, love is about to. Go and watch the video. Trey Wilson, everybody. Yeah. They even dance in it like almost like a little Michael Jackson thriller dance at one point. It kind of reminded me of it. But yeah, here we go. These are the books for next week. You can watch that video later. It's, 
I never loved that no, song. It was never one of my all. favorite songs by Pat Benatar, though I do enjoy myself some PB, as our fans of her say. Uh, we end up with a bunch of books next week. We end up having the Friday show that we talked about, which I would think that we're going to probably have Batman Catwoman number three on that. Now, probably. two of these other books that we're going to talk about, Future State books, will be on the Patreon only. Go over to patreon.com slash science to listen to that. And here is what is up for grabs there. Future State Catwoman number two. Future State Immortal Wonder Woman number two. End of days, Eric. End of days. Future State Nightwing number two. End of days, Eric. Future State Shazam number two. Rock of Eternity. I'm just going to have phrases. That's reach. legitimately the end of days, though. It's the four no. horsemen of the apocalypse. End of days, Eric. Future State Superman, Worlds of War number two. End of days. Future State, the new Batman number four. So we'll see how that finishes up as we're coming to an end in these next couple of weeks. Of Hopefully Future Jay State. steals my heart. Yeah, really. I just want him to steal the night and maybe some silverware like Catwoman did. I love back there where Alfred, when she stole it, Alfred, he's running around the house checking everything. What'd she steal? Oh, my God. Don't trust her in the my night. house either. He's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, I just you spent, poetic, I just emo goth three kid. hours trying to figure out what she stole. You said the night. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous, but yeah, you go and listen to us talk about two of those, and we end up having that. You have that Thursday night, then you listen to that, you, you get a couple chuckles, right? You say, "Hey, th- those guys are okay." Then you go the Friday night, we have the regular show, and then Saturday night, not much going on on the DC side. So you got to get on the Patreon for more shows, and then Sunday night we have a show. See, I'm setting up how you you go about this, Eric. Also, if you're interested, Scooby Doo, where are you? One oh eight is coming out. But that's it, and I, I do not have my voice again. I have a headache that is a raging headache, and so we will call this an end. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for Ray Ray and J-Man for mailing in. If you want to mail in, mail in at uh, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And that's that. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you yeah. get your podcast. Jam on some buttons or something. But, yeah, that is that. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in see seven. See you in seven. Let the boy watch. <laughs>